0: There is a whole scene with the with Simon having sex with um God, what's her name? Anyway, Simon is like, "Did you like that? The angle was optimized."
1: Oh, <laughs> wait, was that in mine? Half of that sounds familiar, but like half of it,
0: yeah, the angle is optimized. Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, that it, that part does sound familiar, but like I don't I know, remember it.
0: else you he heard it somewhere else. <laughs>
1: Anybody cared
2: that much. (laughs) (laughs) Sad heterosexual
3: trombone.
0: (laughs) Hello everyone and welcome back to Maybe Geek Again. My name is Shaheen. Your host today and as always i'm joined today by my lovely co-host joe hello and sorry that's my cat if you hear scratching that's my cat. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm not scratching <laughs> so um
1: good cover <laughs> and
0: also by our longtime friend uh guest um
1: Practically podcast person. Last yeah. time? Can I be a yeah. junior host? I thought about junior this.
0: host. <laughs> yes. That's Ju- good. And junior
1: host Bubs. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> you junior have a title.
0: Bubs. <laughs> Hi.
1: <laughs> if you hear anything in the background of my microphone, that would be bonsai being a little bitch. <laughs> See, yeah. this is why I lock the door that I am podcasting in. So
2: occasionally you will only hear scratching <laughs> from the other side of the
3: door.
1: If I locked bonsai out, you would just hear hysterical barking. And, yeah. like, the door, like, being, like, jumped against.
0: Dio, like, squeezes her arms underneath the door. And I'm like, dude. Oh,
1: yeah, I they do that, they that, that when I'm peeing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway.
0: Yeah, that's Bonzi. Um, I'll be right back. So, today we're talking about humans. We're continuing our uh, covering of humans, which we're very excited about. Uh, episodes 5 and 6 of Season 1. Um So, episode one was directed by louis louis Louise Arnold and written by Emily Balou Bell uh, <laughs> <our>, <laughs> we've clearly practiced this many times <laughs> I mean I, it's not a matter of practice, I just don't know how to pronounce and one o six is again Louis Arnold and written by Sam Vincent and Jonathan Brackley, who are I think the main creators of the show so um you can find us on social media you can find us uh first of all you can find the episodes on soundcloud and itunes and you can find us um fucking around on twitter usually it's joe and
1: but if you do like i'm very restrained on twitter according to a friend (laughs) wow
2: that's wow better call yelp um and i can summon restrictions (laughs) I can summon uh, Shaheen whenever anyone has questions, yeah. which happens occasionally.
0: So, talk about particle creation, everything. So, <laughs> yeah. And you can email us at maybegeekagain at gmail.com. Uh, that's about it. Uh, what's everyone drinking? Is anyone drinking anything exciting? Uh,
1: I have this Pinot Grigio Ooh,
0: called Votam okay.
1: well, Mini, which I guess translates to small bottle, um, it's like it's in this little carton that's like those coconut waters. Oh, one Did of you know those, what I'm about? Yeah. yeah, 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 like the tetra packs. Yeah, I bought like a pack of them. Are they which, any good?
2: I still haven't had like a good, tiny, like either canned or tetra packed wine.
1: Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Um, it's it got wine enthusiast best buys over well. 30 gold medals. <laughs> okay, um, no, it's good, but it's um, the bad side of the packaging is like oh you're like oh it's just a little bit of wine i can drink all of it and then you drink all of it and you're like wow i'm super drunk and then you like look at the numbers and you're like oh that's because this is a three-quarter bottle of wine oh my god Or no wait two-thirds two-thirds still 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 still
0: do you guys believe in wine tasting
1: like mm-hmm. that it As exists a spiritual thing
0: <laughs> well i kind i kind of think it's bullshit like
1: you mean there's, like when the Somalia is like it has cherries and chocolate in Cheez-Its? No?
0: Yeah, I think they're making it up, and like, <laughs> 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 I mean, there are experiments that show that like if you switch the the bottle or like uh, uh, I don't know, like uh, blindfold them or whatever they Oh yeah,
2: people can't tell the difference between
0: red and white. Red and white, and yeah. So there's all the, I they, can know, with each other, and so.
1: I can very much tell the difference between red and white because I don't like red wine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we'll feed you something and be like, "I don't like this. It must be Oh, well, It's too earthy." <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think I think that different wines taste different, but I think like people's like, "Oh, I taste green bell pepper." I'm like, "Do you?"
1: I, I don't yeah i either like I, well no i know that i do not have and also a why would you choose palate. to taste that that's
2: disgusting
1: green bell yeah. peppers are disgusting
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't think they're disgusting but like why is it in the wine that's my like question anyway so
0: it's I, a choice how how they feel
1: i mean i didn't mean <laughs> um, to like
2: yeah. derail about no, green no. Bell peppers. Um, no
1: but it's a great a great point because i agree i i don't taste any of the things that, and every time i buy it i'm like oh pineapple and like crisp apple greens that sounds great <laughs> and i'm just like and i'm like i'm never gonna taste any of those things I this don't know is I like when you're buying pet food
2: and like it's totally marketed to people and you're like this would be delicious i'm like why am i thinking about how good this cat food is gonna taste <laughs> it's
3: so
1: true it's so true and like i can tell like one brand of um, dog food that I buy that even though they have all these different names it all tastes the fucking same because I know what my dog acts like when his food t- has tasted the same for a while because he's like an- unenthusiastic about it and like here I am buying like all the different flavors of this one like type of food and I'm like no obviously it all tastes the fucking same it's just they put <laughs> different colors and like word things on it but to like my dog knows to you, Exactly, it's yeah. exactly right. I dog, dog can't, can't read. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry, Shaheen.
0: <laughs> no worries. <laughs> um Yeah. So, should we get into the episode? Do you guys? Uh, yeah. Any, any grievances to air before?
2: <laughs> I don't think so. I think. Oh, uh, I'm
0: dr- I'm drinking iced water. Boring.
2: I'm so. drinking water yeah. too, but yeah. I think I may have broken my pen. Oh no! Oh, yeah.
0: For reals. Anyway. Yeah. So, should we get into the overall takes? Yeah. So we're talking, as I said, about five and six. So, um, yeah. What did you guys think? Uh, let's go with Joe. He had a uh, lot of feels.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't really have. I actually forgot to fill out this section, so I cheated and copied Bubs uh, because she said that she had so many feels, and I was like, you know, that's that's right. That actually tracks. I think. I think what I like about this show, and even like in rewatch, um. The progression, and, and I am not a feels person. I am not good at being empathetic at all. I am confused by people's emotions. Take that what you will. Um, But, like, I, all of their characters, like, expressions and progressions of emotion um, make sense on this show. Like, everything just feels in character with how their development works. Like, we get to see, like, Toby, like... And 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 sort of, like, how they feel about, uh, you know, specifically uh, Anita slash Mia, but, like, the way that Toby sort of, like, after she saves his life and, like, when, you know, in these episodes we, we find out that, you know, like, Toby, you know, is covering for Joe and, like, the fallout from that and, like, when he confronts Joe about it and it's like... She's like part of the family. Like, what the fuck? Like, seeing that from Toby is great, and like seeing like so. I I don't know. Laura obviously is like a, a fan favorite. Um, but yeah, I just and we got good George content. George and Niska, like it was just good.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Anyway, the end. That's all I have. It yeah. was
0: good. <laughs> how about you, Bubs?
1: I mean, mine was the same. Um, I. It's just like again, like I'm always struck how. Yes, I know this is, like, artificial intelligence, and that's sci-fi and whatever, but, like, everything is just, it's so domestic, and it's so, It um, feels such a human story. Yes, and so... It doesn't feel like Battlestar
2: Galactica in some
1: ways. Exactly. So it's, like, it's so, it's, like, in our world is how it Mm -hmm. feels, despite the fact that we don't have synths, obviously, um, on that level. Or do we? (laughs) You can not (laughs) tell. Um... (laughs) And so, I, yeah, I just, like, the family stories of how they're interacting and how they interact with the cysts and how everything is just, like, yeah, it's, like, so emotional and I like your notes, by the way. What?
2: Y- your note? Uh, just just wide, your wide, whole like, sentence. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, like, again, it's, like... I like everybody a lot because Listeners, like the, the note I, is
2: in all caps why do I like all the characters even fucking Joe fuck you Joe <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true yeah. uh, but it's and just it like,
0: looks like you started writing a sentence so you're too oh angry. yeah
3: <laughs> it <finishes> it. <laughs> I
1: have ADHD if that's not clear <laughs> so I forgot that I was going to write more and I don't even remember what I was going to write what about you Shaheen how did you feel about them
0: so yeah i I mean i agree i was um i was definitely very um affected by it and very emotional like the first time i watched it mm-hmm. but i've watched these episodes so many times that especially like you know the ones we're talking about um today five and six well four and five are the one, uh, probably the ones i've watched the most and i kind of worry that like how many I watch times do you
2: watch how how many times are you watching them
0: oh i I've lost count of how many times, oh my I lost
2: god, like in in, yeah. in preparation, not in preparation for the show, no, no,
0: just no, yeah, just over time, huh. neat Ever since I was introduced to the show, yeah, You're so <laughs> um yeah you you introduced me to the show, so thank you yeah. thank, you. <laughs> so yeah, I was kinda of worried that like I watched it so many times that I kind of forgot all the points I had to make about it' it's like it's become kind of trivial, um, you know. Or, like, mm-hmm. a, yeah, it's just going kind to of become normal. Like, things that struck me the first time, and I had a lot to say, but I, mean, I remember, Joe, I sent you, like, a wall of text at some point. Oh,
3: like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I forget
0: what all of that was. <laughs> just that, yeah so
2: and this and this and then this other <laughs> thing and and this and this is my favorite part and do you remember this like that was <laughs> oh
1: i love when shaheen gets like excited and super extra about something. yeah exactly
0: <laughs> yeah joe woke up to like oh whole...
2: <laughs> yeah this is a call i should look through my text breakfast reading
0: I like it. she didn't read the newspaper that day so <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was like doing like the sunday crossword it took me all fucking day yeah <laughs> anyway
0: yeah, and the story moves fucking fast. I realize. I mean, they had eight episodes, right? Mm-hmm. To do like a whole season, so I think that's probably why. Like, the story evolves very fast, but you guys, I agree with you guys that, like, it feels natural. Mm-hmm. Even though it's, like, the characters are changing all the time, but it feels kind of. Yeah. 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 It feels good. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that was my overall take. Um, should we get into the. Nitty of the yeah. little. Yeah. So, um, I guess we we can do the what we've been doing so far. Start with the smaller sections. We can start like with the Fred f- <laughs> Fred <of> evil <laughs> scientists and then do like Pete and Karen, and then go into the family stuff. How about that?
2: Okay, mm-hmm.
0: sounds good.
2: Yeah, where do we have the evil scientists listed?
0: Fred Fine. plus evil. Scientist?
2: Oh, there we go. Sorry, sorry, I've yeah. scrolled past it.
0: Yeah, uh, so it looks like we didn't have
3: much to say about this.
2: (laughs) Um, I mean, well, Um, I I like that one line. Like, I feel like the dialogue on this show, like, occasionally just gets, like, very, like, poetic. Like, Mm -hmm. we were talking about, like, Mrs. Kennedy's speech um, when she was talking with Laura, and then, like, in this episode, like, I try to, like, take down, like, certain aspects of the dialogue that I really like. Like, there was a good conversation between George and Niska, but then here it was, um, like, this is basically, like, sort of spoiler alert where the fucking show is going like this is telling us exactly how season three is going to end um which was uh the scientist saying uh truth is there will be no great struggle between you and me only a coming together there is a gizmo that keeps my heart beating on time the machine in the human the human in the machine the lines are blurring like and that was such a weird moment to also find out that the scientist is in a way on their side hmm Like, we assume that he was, like, pure evil the whole time.
0: But I thought that he was just bluffing. He was just saying that stuff.
1: You think? To... To get him on his side.
0: Yeah. Because, I mean... So, do you Do you think that Fred was wrong to think that he was... Um, that Hob was up to something? That, that he was... His intentions were pure?
1: I uh, think that because you have things like um, lie detectors that go by, like, Heartbeat... And, um, you know, like sweat and all these other things. Um, if like a rudimentary, um, thing like lie detector exists in our time, I think something like artificial intelligence, because they can pick up people's heartbeats, right? Mm -hmm. Um, could tell when someone's lying. Why did he have to check the dude's pulse then? That's actually my well actually. There are, there are- I
0: like that. I have a lot of well
1: actuallys, um-
0: are you saying he can sense it from far away?
1: Yeah, because like they've
2: done, they've shown other synths like doing that. Like the nurse, yeah, the nurse, and like saying yeah. about his heart rate without touching him. So like, I don't yeah. know, maybe he gets confused in a room with more than one heartbeat. I don't. Know. Anyway, sorry, continue, Bubs. <laughs> That's my well. Actually, I'm doing it early.
0: <laughs> from I mean, I didn't think about it as uh, uh, in terms of him being a synth and that he can sense it. Really. But I thought like, if you just think of it, if it were a human. Um I really like that what he does cuz you usually don't see that in the, in movies like when they kill someone then they just kind of assume that they're dead but really mm-hmm. you should check before
3: <laughs>
1: before you get
0: to the other person cuz like yeah so anyway uh, sorry were you finished pops? Uh
1: I guess no I had like um I liked the fox story. I thought that was a lot of insight into it was cuz you know On the service, it was about um, how the question about artificial intelligence surpassing us. And what does that mean? Um, Is that a danger to us in general by allowing them to exist when they don't need us and are better than us? Um, Can you
0: remind us what the Fox story is? The
1: Fox story was... So he's telling um, evil scientists that when he... I was going to say when he was a boy. Well, when he... (laughs) was first um, turned on, <laughs> um, booted up. Um, his father brought him a fox with a crushed leg. I
0: thought it was, def- knows it was a bird.
1: No, it a fox. And so um, it was a crushed leg. You know, the, they wouldn't be able to repair his leg so that this fox could walk again. And so um, the father had left the fox with him, I guess as like an experiment to see what he would do. And he said like, and he goes on to say that he repaired the fox's leg and his dad was shocked. And he's like, and that's, you know, when I realized that he underestimated his, uh, us and he, and the reason why is because we are better than him. He, he couldn't fathom that we were We'd surpassed him, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he... And that's the lead up to foreshadowing him immediately escaping. Uh, because he'd already come up yeah. with a plan to, like... But, like, for me, the part was that he couldn't kill the fox. When, logically, you're like, oh, well, I'll just put him down. Minimal pain, you know. Mm-hmm. No biggie. The the robot was like, he, he didn't want to make that choice, he says. He, so he used his exceptional ability to actually repair the fox's leg which is something a human veterinarian would not have been able to do um and that was like when we talk about like um how are these how are these sentient synths programmed like what what makes them tick like um what is morality to them like not killing things like how, I, I just like i have a lot of questions as to like how they got there and why they have this inherent morality the way that um uh, most people have it um
0: yeah this comes up i think in a couple of places in this episode that we're gonna yes. talk about with like, yeah, like it's, Niska it's, too. yeah yeah certain things that they assume about that seems to be true. Like, what are sense needs? You know, what yeah. do they have any needs? Like, well, what do they need? <laughs>
2: I think. I think that the interesting. I was from... just
0: thinking. Sorry, I was just thinking as you were speaking because you were using he, and I was thinking like, what does it mean that to be some of them are kid. boys, and some of them are girls?
3: What? Yeah, does that mean? are they just Why does all Niska... bisexual? Because yeah. they don't
1: have, you know. Oh,
3: I didn't. Sorry, didn't think about that.
2: Well, so I was sorry. I was just gonna say, um, what I liked is that in in this case, uh, and you guys just reminded me of this, it was sort of about um, uh, Fred saying kind of what he felt, um, and like that that you know he was underestimated and all that sort of stuff. Whereas, like, it's sort of the opposite with Niska. Like, Niska is convinced that she is a way or feels a certain way or like should feel a certain way, I think. And I like that George kind of questioned that of her um, when she was, you know, talking about, uh, you know, taking lives and, you know what? And George was like, you're sorry. Like, I know you are like, (laughs) you know, like it it was just, I I like that sort of like reverse in, in, in the way that those, I guess, total of four characters sort of interacted, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: I would say that of all of them, Niska to me is the most human.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I would I would agree with that. She's That's she's like got a like an, a stubbornness that yes. the
1: other ones don't have. She's hella pointy.
2: Yeah. She oh man, Niska is so pointy.
1: So pointy versus like Max is such a round.
2: Right. There is there has never been anyone rounder than Max. <laughs> oh Max, <That's> so, <laughs> so <weird>. pure, oh. <laughs> so round, so round. Is This
0: thing ca- catching on like gonna... the pointy
2: and round. Yeah, I don't, I don't think know. So. I hadn't heard of it in such
1: a long time, but immediately I knew what you were it's talking about. It's never left me. I'm always like pointy, round, pointy, round, <laughs> <laughs>
0: round. <laughs> like a new horoscope.
2: <laughs> yeah but like way simplified yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so yeah sorry what
2: no that was it Pointing and round yeah
0: yeah that's i mean that's interesting like they're different char- characters and like are they gendered are, does it matter that like if you put if you put niska's mind in in like uh fred's body and vice versa will they be confused or like are they like all right well i don't yeah it's, it's... a new body
1: it's, like, a great question. Like, when I put a dress on my dog, is am I confusing him? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, like, it's... it's dude, like... I always
0: wonder, what what does my cat think when I'm taking off my coat? Like, why does she not freak the fuck out? Because she should be like, dude, what's happening to your fur? Like, <laughs> You
2: off... assume you know? she cares enough, Shaheen, yeah. and she does not.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead, boss.
1: No, but that's, that's basically... Yeah, it's, like, the functions that make people care... Or have a, that identity would, yeah, yeah. It's just like I, I guess I would. I really wish um, we would have gotten into more how they were programmed. I think that they we do a good job with um, V in <laughs> terms of knowing the origin of her, um, and because she's based on a human brain that lived. Um, I think it's it's easier to kind of um accept her um goals although it's funny because hers are not um are less quote-unquote humanistic than um the synths even though she comes from a human brain and i guess that goes into like how much a role does having a corporeal body in society um help dictate
0: yeah
1: your identity I mean, your
0: experience of the world was certainly you know vastly different if you have a body or not
1: yeah and Um, all but like still like with in terms of like a nervous system like even just between people how you um experience sensory input is different based on your wiring and so for a robot that's obviously like incredibly true and so i mean we'll get into it more um when we talk about the other stories but like i have other questions about that especially like in terms of like the is it rape question that we yeah yeah I, about mean, about last I think time. you're
0: asking a lot of really good questions that honestly i don't think they, um, the um the writers thought about these i don't because... think
1: they did either i wish they had so i yeah tried... because this is
0: written entirely from a human perspective as joe mm-hmm. was saying last time what are you saying, Joe? Oh, Sorry, well,
2: I'm saying that I've tried like to tag a, a Humans AMC, but like clearly no one like they haven't posted in years. Like I clearly no one's <laughs> checking it. So I'm going to like try to see if I can tag any of the writers and or uh, AMC just to be like, "Hey, AMC, give us a boost." No, they won't. Yeah. Do it. But like, let us maybe, pick your brain. Maybe I, w- I want to know, right? Like I want to I I have questions. <sighs> And I would like some answers. If. Yeah,
0: like, would synth uh, have empathy?
1: I don't know. Because, right? like, yeah. this
0: is, goes back to what... This keeps coming back, what you were saying about evolutionary, um, you know...
1: Yeah, why we psychology. have empathy. Yeah. How much
0: of our psychology depends. Yeah, so, like, we have empathy because it was beneficial to have empathy. Mm-hmm. But can you program that? What, is, what does that even mean?
2: I mean, for, I think... I think that you do program that. I think that you, or you try to program it because I think that is sort of one of those things that it's going to make it either that or maybe, maybe just Niska. Like I'm trying to think because like the, the the asshole ones in season three who like wanted to overthrow the humans, like they, or maybe their empathy was only limited to other synths. Does that make sense? Mm. And like, there are some synths who are tribal. more who are awake. Yeah, they're far more tribal versus someone like Niska or um, even I would well, say she Mia. starts
1: out, Niska starts out tribal. But however, fe- I feel
2: like we get a lot of like her sort of abuse and backstory. Um,
1: yeah, no, I think the difference is it's not that she has a backstory. It's that she got to know humans and she got that other perspective that she didn't have. And it... Versus and Pester. she got to know like
2: h- humans being real
1: shitty. She got to know <laughs> humans being real shitty, but she also got to know George, who we see in this. Uh, this oh, you mean of like episodes. like
2: like now? Like I thought you meant yes. like her personality beforehand.
1: Yeah, well, no, because she starts tribal after these things she's dealt with at the hands of humans, including her quote unquote father, mm-hmm. and then Which, um, like you skeevy detail. I mean, kind of, <laughs> but like, why again? Like when we well, go we back to, to like that. the robot. Yeah. Why would the robot care? Yeah,
0: because we'll get to why, that. They wouldn't have yeah, David okay, Elsa, yeah. That's a discussion. But
1: if she's conscious, me. but, but I mean, like so even, even
2: if she's conscious,
1: like what what does it mean to her? Well, are we not are we not calling them human? Like, are we not no, no, calling no, no, them but people? But it's I, I would say like I'm not calling them human. I'm calling not them human, sentient. People. So, so yes, yeah, sentient meaning they have their own thoughts. They can like evaluate their surroundings. Um. Make quote unquote creativeish problem solving, you know. Yeah. Um. But in terms of like, what's a transgression? What's something that will emotionally traumatize them? So much of what would emotionally traumatize a human is again based on of ev- emotion or uh, evolutionary psychology. Um, and a robot wouldn't have that. But so. if a
2: robot says, "I don't want this thing for whatever reason," and it still happens, like never mind the evolutionary, like the the sort of like additional weightiness of yeah. it being a sexual. Yeah, but what issue.
0: would it like, want? Like, what would it want? But like, what does it like want for a robot?
1: Something a that to us would be like a like emotionally traumatic would be like what if to a robot having their hand shaken was emotionally traumatic and they didn't want that you know
0: i mean does the robot even have the survival instinct does it even care if its existence is continued
1: i don't know because they don't why would they again, care about they, it? They're, they're lacking like, that development well oh. so yeah. so
2: here's I my mean, question obviously,
0: Wh- sorry let me just say because we we're asking like can you program these things i mean i think there's a sense in which obviously you can because i believe that the human brain is also just a program mm-hmm. um and so um so yeah, there's there's probably like a very complex program that's empathy or whatever, but um who knows what that is. Like how do you how do you encode that? You know, so that's do you have to encode these one by one, or is it this thing? And called do you consciousness need that to for that Once sentience? you give it to them, that they will automatically then have all of these things, right? Because it seems like that's what's being assumed in the show, is that there's this thing called consciousness, which as I was saying, you know, breaks down into two components Mm -hmm. um and uh, and it seems like they think once you give them that all of the all of these things automatically come like you know a sense of right and wrong a sense Mm -hmm. of empathy a sense of even like malice right like Mm -hmm. i mean on the one hand a robot wouldn't have empathy but it would also wouldn't have malice Mm -hmm. right like it doesn't care to kill it kill us or you or me like why would like
1: unless it sees a problem and it's like you know, um, perverse instantiation,
0: <laughs> yeah, unless yeah, but we're not even competing for the same resources, so anyway, yeah, there's all these these are very good questions that I think because we're writing it from a human perspective, we're not even thinking about,
1: yeah, Sorry, so
0: Joe, were you saying something
1: so
2: so I think I think I kind of have an answer or at least a possible answer for how like, okay, fine, so if you know niska if if we say niska does or doesn't want something, and we don't know what that means because Mm -hmm. she is a robot. What does it mean for a robot to want? Well, if we say that she's conscious and, you know, can read in data, for example, and, like, Mm -hmm. maybe it's not even... I mean, here's a way to look at it. It's not what she wants or doesn't want. It's that she knows that what is happening has happened to humans and the implications of the morality of something like that happening to a human. So she would be able to say... That is wrong for humans, but they don't think it's wrong to do to me, which means that they think that I am less than. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Right,
0: yeah. but right. So, but so that's an inference that she will make. But then the question is, does that? Why does that make her angry?
2: I mean, right. uh,
0: it, it, there's a reason why a person I feels think, angry I think when we they just find have out- to
2: We have to like go with the show in that they are creating a world that says. The we have figured out how to code emotion,
1: but but yeah, it's well, I mean, still not a co- like emotion. I think emotion though still can mean a lot of things, and it's
0: yeah.
1: It, it, when you, I have no problem
0: with robots having emotions.
1: Yeah, man.
0: but I I'm wondering like what what are their emotions like? I think there would be a general sense of like pleasure and pain that a robot can have.
1: But is it intellectual? You know, is it sensory? Can what do they feel when they have yeah. when they're touched? Like what?
0: Yeah. But that's the thing. Is I think one possibility is I mean you're saying we should go with the show and assume that we programmed these emotions, but it is that really what the show is saying? Because it seems like to me it, one another interpretation of it is they're not saying that Elster programmed each of these emotions one by one, they're saying that he programmed consciousness. He figured out a way mm-hmm. to give them consciousness, whatever that is. And then that automatically brings about all of these things, it seems. Like there's it seems like the assumption is
3: anything sentience of humans.
0: Yeah, we'll have these these uh, feelings and wants and needs and so on. Um and that may be true. That may be a, a theory I mean I I mean, I don't know about specific emotions, but, like, for example, a sense of right or wrong, maybe that's something that any conscious being Mm -hmm. will will have. I mean, we talked about this a little bit last time. Um, But, yeah.
1: I think it's... Maybe it's, like, by certain processes um, lead to certain changes in the brain. So maybe if the robot brain is similar enough to ours by have running the same processes it results in something similar so for example um birds typically are pretty dumb right some um, birds are really okay. smart
3: though.
1: exactly exactly and what's the difference between those birds it's that those birds um they almost um, they can mimic language and it's the ones that can um, mimic language. Well, not also crows, but um, that they show changes in the brain. Um, God, I can't remember this article enough to like give a good enough summary of this. But it's it's like um, they have more
2: like more developed language centers in it's, their brain.
1: Yeah, by by developing this specific aspect, it opens up their brain to other kinds of um, problem solving and thinking. Um, and it's kind of like um, the movie with the the aliens with um, Amy Adams.
2: Oh, oh, um, what's it called? Uh, not Ascension. Um,
1: the Arrival is yeah, the... arri- Arrival. And how um, the robot language by learning that language. It um, changes, like, the processes in the brain by understanding it, allowing them to do whatever. Spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, like, maybe it's something like that. I don't know if any of that made sense. (laughs) But maybe it is... If you program this, you'll get all of
2: these other things. It's like Maybe, buy, at least it's like buy one, get, get one free. Like
0: something free. similar. I mean, if you think about it, one aspect of consciousness that's very important is self-consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that you're aware of the fact that you are a person. You're aware of the contents contents of your consciousness and you perceive it as being yours. And that, that's something that we don't know even if animals even... Dolphins. Have that, you know? Dolphins um, have a sense of self. Well, I mean, we can infer, anyways. But like, so th- if if that's what if that's what's important, um, then as soon as you, I guess that would be like your your uh, that's what I call qualia, or philosophers call qualia. That's what you you talk about, Bobs, right? Like mm-hmm. how it feels, and does it can can, can it sense things? Can it suffer? Um, so maybe that's what self consciousness is just the the awareness of those. So like Anita says, signals relay um, damage information about damage to me but she's it seems like she's not aware of that of that how that report what that report is or something anyway so Mm -hmm. um so then you might think well as soon as you give it self-consciousness then it will have the sense of self that means it will have a sense of being uh violated or uh, infringed upon um and therefore we'll have a sense we'll develop over time a sense of right and wrong just like a child does so like it will be like oh that if if someone like tries to hurt it or hide the charger or whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. then they'll be like this sucks it's not cool and so then they'll you know still somehow. anyway
2: i love that we um, have fallen down like a 14 foot rabbit hole <laughs> on our first yeah. fucking like yeah yeah the, the little yeah. the small topic <laughs> yeah just
0: a little, let's one. move on to Pete and Karen. <laughs> <laughs> um, if that's okay with you guys, yep, yeah. So, okay, what's up with Pete P- and Karen?
2: Um, I mean, we got to see like Karen's reveal, Karen wanting to bang Pete, which, all right, I guess, you know, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: again, same question like, what is sex like for a sense? Like, what is, yeah,
2: I don't, I and like, apparently, according to Pete, not very good. <laughs> <laughs> like to have sex with him like not with her like he apparently he had nothing nothing to say bad about her but like apparently he is a self-proclaimed unimpressive sexual specimen i'm sorry if that was disappointing <laughs> <laughs> right like and like you have to wonder how much of that was pete's performance versus maybe karen like was very um Seemed unenthusiastic Because you know like She like can't we feel don't, anything
1: maybe Yeah or
2: maybe like you know she doesn't know the, Those little like Language centers of her brain She hasn't experienced enough of that To sort of build out what that mm-hmm. would be Does that make sense like I feel like Yeah I didn't even think about that but totally I feel like Niska because for better or worse You know was a Sexual object um, You know uh, for much of her life And then she meets Um fuck What is astrid and like they clearly begin a sexual relationship like i wonder if like those like quote-unquote neural pathways have been like developed in niska
0: yeah well the thing is i mean elster clearly gave them sensors to feel pain Mm -hmm. so they should be able to feel pleasure i wonder if there are like sensors down there they actually feel the pleasure of sex
2: but yeah i mean yes though karen does not seem like someone who you know i don't know
1: I don't, for me though when i watched that i i reflected more on his past relationship because clearly it wasn't just the the synth that like broke mm. them up you know i it mm-hmm. felt like there was more to that and the synth was like the excuse um yeah so i to me it was more like him being like i suck at this <laughs> Obviously, because my ex girlfriend left me for a robot. So, <laughs> like, don't don't blame the synth.
2: Did
0: yeah. you guys see the whole sequence with P and the synth and and his wife and when he like? Were they there was, married? was like the whole fight scene when he fought the beefcake Simon Beefcake.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> did you did you guys have that?
1: What do you yeah? In your version, yeah, yeah. Where
0: he goes home and fights the synth.
1: Well, he just pushes him against a wall
0: no 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 in this episode he like smashes him
1: oh no that wasn't he smashes
0: on. his face in
2: that with, was with not a, on the Amazon.
0: yeah so i have this what have this, <laughs> that's what i thought that's not on the that's not on the uh, version that's on amazon that i was watching so but the version that i was watching um
1: <laughs> what else have we one? missed i was told mine was a uk Dude. version by amazon <laughs>
0: No, this one has tons of extra scenes with, just with uh, Pete and his wife. So there's a scene in a restaurant where he goes uh, to, um, he, he sees his wife
3: mm-hmm. and
0: w- with Simon and then the, his wife g- gives a whole speech about why he loves, why she loves Simon.
3: So she you know, does we love like, him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh
2: shit, so like what? she admitted to that because we didn't see that one yeah. in the Amazon version. Like right. you just see it as him kind of coming, like Pete kind of coming off as paranoid
0: right we never know if it was actually true but yeah no it was totally true and so like she she explains like like she doesn't have to play games with her with him she doesn't have to worry every time she wants to say something that he's going to get upset or take it the wrong way um and so on Uh, she doesn't have to use all these weird languages that you have to use to talk to humans um and that's what she loves about i mean that sounds great to me (laughs) it's clear you can just say whatever you're feeling and he will process it he'll handle it you know Um,
1: (laughs) i do not understand the question
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then there's a scene yeah there's like a cathartic scene where uh pete goes home and smashes in the 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 guy's face (sighs) face. Um,
1: well i guess she's single
0: yeah, and they nevertheless the the because it looks like this like damsel in distress scene where like she's she calls him and she's like dude I modded Simon and now he's crazy I don't know if he what he was trying to do It wasn't explained but like she was scared um, and so then Pete goes over and like quote unquote kills Simon. And then you think that it's like going to be like, oh, kiss me, Mario, or whatever. <laughs> but but then she's like, all right, get out of here now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right, cool. So, cool. Okay, that wasn't you cool. guys' episode. Okay.
2: Well. Um right.
0: I liked it. So, Anything else about Pete and Tara?
2: I mean, like, I, we, we kind of knew that Pete would have this reaction, though it is still, like, a little bit sad. Because, like... Like Karen said that like he was her favorite person. Yeah, you know like.
0: What well, was sad that he left?
2: Yeah, like that. As soon as he found out, like he was then like, he "Fuck yeah. that." Um, which you know, like, but he came.
0: He comes back.
2: He does. You know? He does. Yeah, but like you know, but at the same time, like this is almost kind of an issue of perhaps reverse consent. Um. Where, like, Uh he did not have all the information going into into a, you know, sexual situation. Um, Which, you know, you can argue whether or not that is morally...
1: She has uh, robot herpes. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
2: All right, robot herpes. I I have nothing else on Pete and Karen.
1: (laughs) Oh, the skin flap, though, because that woman is a one-woman horror show. (laughs) And (laughs) I love every minute of it. (laughs) (laughs) I love how, like, pro-Karen you are. Yeah, I like Karen. Um, I like, again, I fucking love everyone. I don't understand it.
0: I like Karen, too.
1: (laughs) I think that the only, like, my least, Mm -hmm. least
2: favorite characters on this show are probably Max and Leo. Like, they are my, they are my least favorite. Um, hmm. With Leo being uh-huh. or Max being at the bottom, though sometimes Leo just pisses me off. But like I know that they're super popular characters, and I don't hate them that much. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, well, they're not my favorites because you know, everyone I just, else is.
1: You know, though, like I can say like Max is my favorite, but what I I love that he's this innocent like flower. I just want, um, and we do get more story <laughs> for him, but it doesn't feel like a personal story. Um, and so I think that he's lacking that and i think even mia to an extent is lacking that i think the best we get is when we get her own kind of like you know she goes off on her own yeah and has I mean, this like human experience
0: hmm? sorry they later explained that like they've been confined to the house their whole life so they haven't really yeah. learned how to be among other people and how to live and you know yeah but like what's out Niska, there what are the trees
1: yeah no i agree with that but like i think with niska like her story is just like so present and like it really makes her feel a lot more real than i think the other ones yeah yeah yeah
0: um i just wanted to say before we move on just put this in the Pete section (laughs) because he goes to watch this rally right the wap rally the we are people yeah um and this relates to something that bobs and i were talking about uh or bob the three of us were talking about last time with bob saying um well we were talking about how like one possibility is that in the future robots will be doing everything for us and food and clothing and everything Mm -hmm. will be pretty much free Mm -hmm. everyone will have it um mm-hmm. and then you know the question was what will people do will they get bored or will they like that they'll be like all right no one is poor everyone's happy we'll just go do you know volunteer work or whatever or play games all day um or will they be pissed and be like no i want to produce something i want to do something Yet, yeah, right so mm-hmm. i mean I, and i don't know what the answer is to that question but the guy who was in the rally who was like giving a whole speech writing people up he was talking about losing your responsibilities and your purpose Mm
3: -hmm. right
0: so he wasn't talking necessarily about like losing your job like he says not only our jobs but also they're taking our purpose away Mm -hmm. um our responsibilities right so um, i thought that was interesting that they they do sort of give a nod to this idea that it's not just that like everyone's losing their jobs also people feel like dude that's what something i used to do like cook for the family or something right that this doesn't make any sense in the office.
1: well but we thought that when the microwave became a thing without we well, what, what is our purpose going to be we have a microwave to make the food you yeah. know when the washing machine became a thing we're like what is our purpose going to be like we have a right. washing machine just, to it do it what about the vacuum less, but it was supposed
2: to save time not eliminate you having to do them all together
1: well, but at, but comparing the work to what it was before, it is very Some much like... Some of the like skills um, that you
0: had become irrelevant and yeah. you, you might need to learn new ones, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... Yeah. And so
1: I, I, I think it's like we're so... Pr- we just can't imagine what that other life will be when we don't have to... I don't know, teach old people how to email things. Like,
2: <laughs> Oh um. my God, I would totally farm that out to not me. <laughs>
1: if I could, you
2: know, anytime my mom calls with a fi- oh my God. Like it's, I revert back to 14 year old me. Like I don't know <laughs> yeah. how, but within like three sentences we are yelling at each other. Mom! Every damn time. Oh my God
3: she also keeps me on on
2: red like (laughs) my mom keeps me on red and i'm just like or she'll like claim that she like missed something or like she didn't get the picture or like and i'm just like like i can't like she is i've explained that she is powder like she and technology just i don't know how she breaks everything but at the same time i'm just kind of like is she using that as sort of her cover to like Kind of ghost me sometimes. <laughs> and like just like do like power plays, you know? Yeah anyway. Just thoughts. Anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, next time you go home your mom is playing like Pokemon Go.
2: Right. Like,
0: mom, you <laughs> So yeah.
2: She already <laughs> she like knows- she already dresses like the best hipster. So she already
0: has like the newest update updated phone. Oh my god, right.
2: Thing. She has some unreleased shit. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> she so she has
0: the messages hooked up to the computer. Oh. Okay, so yeah, this is a good... This is a great segue <laughs> to the family section.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
0: you want to talk about...
1: Which family? family?
0: Joe and Laura. How many families are there?
1: Well, the I mean... ones with red blood.
0: Racist. Yeah, they
1: right. <laughs> I said red blood! Is that racist? Uh, It's organismist.
0: Unless you use it in, like, a proud way, I don't think it's racist. It's just descriptive.
2: No, racist. Anyway. Uh... Yeah, so Joe and Laura... Joe and Laura um, and the kids. The gang. Um. Uh,
0: this is, uh, yeah, I, isn't it interesting how much we like this section? Because, like, i personally not, like, really big about family Right?
2: Like, that is not yeah. how to get me hooked on a show.
3: Yeah. Like, I'm big I on,
2: these. I'm bigger yeah, on found yeah. families. But this isn't a found yeah. family. Like, this is a straight up biological family. Um. Mm. Yeah, I I loved I think I I loved all the stuff with Toby like the way that he like realizes what Joe has done and like sort of the like dad fall from grace because like I feel like dad dad's the cool parent you know what I mean oh, like yeah. dad brought home Anita like dad like lets them get away with shit and like doesn't mom, burn cake doesn't burn cake like mom's kind of the worst and like that's you know we can we can talk about gendered stuff whatever we want with that but that's not the that's not what we're covering here but like his sort of, like, Toby confronting his dad. Like, there was a conversation in the second episode where Joe was like, it's between me and your mom, mom. Uh, and Toby was like, no, it's mom. not. How could you do this to mom? How could you do it to us, to Anita? And, like, Joe was like, to Anita. And Toby says, we yeah. care about her. How do you not get that? And,
0: like, that, conversation.
2: that was such a good conversation.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one thing that's interesting is Toby cares about Anita... Before knowing anything about Mia or whatever.
1: Mm -hmm. So precious. And like,
2: (laughs) Um, I think he's also like gotten over the sexual aspect of it or at least a little bit.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, it it can be like, it's a, I think it's a multi-layer thing. I think like sometimes we're very dismissive of teenage boys for being like so perverty. But like they have feelings too. And yeah. they do like they do fall in love and like care about their <laughs> sisters and brothers and like you know, they like have they, rich have, they have they have like rich exactly. And like so I think I think it's really cute that we do get to see that aspect. And like I'm glad we got the, got to see the pervy side of it. I'm really glad. But like right, I'm also like, glad it like makes
2: it real. Like, exactly. these characters all feel very real. Cause I'm like, cause Toby's face when she, when she, when they brought home Anita, I'm like, that would have been my face too. Like, I'm uh-huh. so, like, she's living with us. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, like, I feel like if anyone brought home Gemma Chan, like, I don't care uh- whoever's sexuality, like, your jaw would be on the floor. <laughs> I mean, I would
1: probably make out with her, <laughs> right? And Bubs, you're
2: real straight.
1: Yeah, like I before I said, like Natalie Portman. That's it. I'm like, I'll say Natalie Portman and Tobin. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. Like, understood, Toby, and like, you know, he
2: was grateful that she didn't rat him out, and you know, that's great. Um, and I, I just, I loved his confrontation with Joe. Love yeah,
0: yeah, and that's I mean, sweet. like I said, we talked about before, the character growth is. Really cool and feels very natural, even though it's moving very fast. Like mm-hmm. with Toby, you know, we saw the pervy side and then now this side. And what we were saying about Laura, we we started the season with Laura being the worst and Joe being the the,
1: the reasonable the one.
0: <laughs> yeah, but now it's switched, right? Now we're getting it's kind of the opposite. Joe is like, dude, just get the and narking
2: <laughs> them out at the fucking end. Fuck you, Joe.
1: Uh, yeah. You would think that, like, you know, sleeping with Gemma Chan, he's set for life. He can <laughs> right? relax. Like, damn, what have a cold Gemma beer? Chan. <laughs> Just, I don't know what what else is on his bucket list. Bonsai.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting.
1: Bonsai. Yeah.
0: He kind of comes around pretty, you know, pretty quickly.
2: What Joe? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, he had that yes conversation. Or no. Well, he he talked with Toby, um, where Toby was like, she's a person, she has feelings, like, after, you know, the discovery and stuff like that. And then, um, and then uh, Laura saying, I know how it sounds, Joe, I was talking to a person. But, like, Joe is still very, um, like, protective in, of, of his family, so I guess that's that's him ratting, ratting them out. Um, like, he's willing to protect Anita slash Mia, but not not extend that to like leo or uh uh max
0: yeah um yeah i mean it, the, it there's him coming around to the idea of anita or mia being a person and then there's him just like coming around to i don't know not being a jerk i
3: don't know <laughs> <laughs> or it
0: does the same as that i mean they coincide kind of
2: Well, I like, uh, I like your, your note about Joe and Laura's conversation.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, like I said, these episodes are some, of my all-time favorites, and, like, all of these conversations, the one you were mentioning with Toby, and then there's, there's two of them, right, with Toby and Joe, um, where Toby is basically trying to explain personhood, the personhood of Anita or Mia to Joe, and then, um, there's a similar conversation between joe and laura where laura is trying to explain uh anita's like personhood um you know and she's like because he's like um sure it's disgusting this is what we were talking about last time (laughs) of course fucking right it's like (laughs) it uh, is like let's uh it's sure it's disgusting but it's not cheating because it's not a person she's a sex toy and and then Laura says she lives in our house she looks after our children she saved our son's life and you're calling her a sex toy so I thought that was really cool again in terms of like functionalism (laughs) it's like look at like there there's comes a point where you you feel like well she's done all these things um you know and that's enough to give her some Uh, some place in in your life or in in your family um and you kind of don't care anymore like what it's made of or you know um yeah that's why i like how you you mentioned this in your notes joe with like how they think of anita as part of the family yeah yeah why did you think that was interesting
2: oh um wait did they did they mention that i can't i get the, the episodes all jumbled up but there's like somebody actually said that she's part of the family maybe it was yeah, sophie yeah. um yeah i
0: mean there's that scene at the at the table on the table yeah where yeah, they were that's talking one about of my favorite scenes too yeah
2: getting mm-hmm. rid of her and being like no like you're not because even even if you say that like even if if you relegate her to the status of a fucking like pet in your house you know what i mean mm-hmm. like It's still the fucking, like, family, you know, family cat, family dog, you know, whatever. Like, being like, dude, like, you can't just, like, take back this part of our family that, like, the kids have bonded with that, like, is, like, in our lives. Like, just because, like, you want the shiny new thing or whatever. Um, And the fact that she's weird. So, like, we, you know, we need to explore that.
0: (laughs) Uh. Old and weird.
2: Huh?
0: Um old and weird <laughs> old
2: and weird she's old and weird
1: <laughs> yeah. like 14 14
0: can we talk about that scene yeah um what
1: about
0: more, it? more extensively because like i think everything around that scene i love that scene so much everything around it is just kind of designed to show you how they've for the most part already kind of accepted uh anita's personhood the, the her consciousness or whatever right uh, or that she has something, you know, along those lines. Because, like, so starts off they come in, and they first they make sure Anita leaves the room, right? So like, Laura is like, "Hey, go! I don't know, iron the laundry or whatever." And and then you even see, uh you even see Joe turn back. To make sure like Anita is gone or is far
3: away
0: <laughs> before he starts talking and like so why would you do that if it's if it's just the synth if it's just a robot and you you know like you can talk about it in front of it right like it yeah. doesn't matter so like, it'll be like if that... you'd
1: like to return me the number for customer service <laughs> is yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so that's that's really cool right and and I wonder so. The fact that they want her to leave the room, does that mean they're giving her consciousness? Do they yeah, think it's she's conscious?
2: It's fucking weird. I think I think whether or not they would confused. if you ask them point blank, is she conscious? I think that would be a very difficult situation. But I think it's maybe just like our little base reptilian brain going, human-shaped object moves and talks, <laughs> like let us let us have privacy. Like I think that it was like maybe just more like unconscious than that.
1: yeah Yeah. you know
3: what I
2: mean yeah Yeah, and I think it's like
1: uh, oh it's um it's kind of like you know when okay so I lived in an apartment um in grad school that um I had a few experiences where I was like is this place haunted (laughs) you know but like every time I tell the story I'm like I don't believe in ghosts but here's the story you know um and Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like they feel ridiculous like Having these thoughts like is she's conscious because like in their world, like that's not possible. Like that's not a thing that people believe except for like that saddled lady with the synth who goes to the opera with him, <laughs> you know?
0: Well, I mean.
1: And so it's like they don't, they don't either consciously or out loud say <laughs> they're conscious well i mean they do but like you know in this scenario of like they're struggling with it um so while they won't admit that they're sure that that's what it is they will (laughs) look to see if she's in the room before they say something um because a part of them believes it you know they sense it with their little human reptilian brains
0: (laughs) yeah i mean there's different opinions right so some of them are already on board willing yeah they're okay with saying it's it's a person um toby is kind of like trying to get that across to his dad um and then you know laura is kind of on the fence about this but joe is you know definitely doesn't believe that she's a person but then at this but that's what you were saying in terms of like they're unconsciously or like a part of them believes or like they claim they don't believe it but their actions show otherwise because you know Joe turns back turns his head you know to see it. so like there's ones that we know believe it and so that's okay that's consistent with their actions but then there's people like Joe that say one thing but then the way they act looks like mm-hmm. they actually believe it you know <laughs> yeah
1: and he fights um, it hard yeah you and
0: then so yeah and then they're like you can't get rid of someone because they're old like <laughs> um so anita is old and weird if that's good enough reason to get rid of her then we're next <laughs> i love these dialects um and but another thing that was interesting to me is that maddie has a completely different reason for wanting to keep uh keep anita like she's not voting keep because like she like cares about Anita or anything mm-hmm. she wants to just like she wants to research it that's
1: <laughs> wouldn't you though
0: <laughs> yeah well I mean she's especially interested because she thinks that Anita is different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean she knows. but
2: I think but I but Like, when faced with the evidence, like, when, when Anita switches to Mia, like, in the car, um, you know, or in the, when they get out of the car very quickly, Mm -hmm. um, she, like, is on board as soon as she, like, get, you know, like, as soon as she sees that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't think that she's, like... She's not this the the super skeptical science anymore. Obviously she wants to like keep digging because this is interesting and she wants to like bring Mia out or whatever. Um like mm-hmm. quote unquote professional curiosity after a certain point. But like I I she didn't like take too much convincing. If
3: that yeah. makes
0: sense. Yeah, she's not totally like indifferent yeah. towards them, but yeah. Um I wanna talk about Mia, but um before we move on from this. Speaking of uh, Anita being old, uh-huh. the Laura says at one point that maybe that's why she understands us so well. Um, is that a thing? Th- oh, does like synth- like your
2: note? Do synths get yeah. wiser with age? I, I think yeah. I think if if you have yeah. built a learning
1: AI, yes, machine learning. Yeah,
0: I mean, does it take them ten years, fourteen years to learn?
1: Well, but it's like it's four times the data they'd normally have yeah so i think that
0: wait four times the day because the
1: average they said was four years
0: oh okay right but i'm saying like one day learn pretty much everything they need to learn in the first four years anyway like
1: are humans that simple yes and no (laughs) Um, I think, like, the intricacies, like, always having more, like, Shaheen, data, always having more data is going to paint a better picture. I think... And, like, they lived in a house for, as like, we discussed, like, for a long time. Yeah, like a creepy house. And, and like, with Niska, like, her, so yeah. many of her beginning experiences, as discussed again, are were terrible, but now it's like she's going out in the world more and each time she does, it's like a new experience that's shaping her idea of the world. Whether it's this family, whether it's Astrid, mm-hmm. um, and so I think, yeah. Well, I was in thinking. A sense, I
0: mean, what about yeah. a, like a quote-unquote unconscious synth, like Anita? Like this is from the point of view of mm-hmm. Laura and Joe. Like they don't think, you know, they just think it's just it's. They still think that you know, it's just the you know regular. Oh, synth. you mean
2: like the regular synths' intuitiveness. Yeah, like Anita's intuitiveness. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think.
0: I mean, according to Bob's argument, they should,
3: right? Because yeah, all, it's I still stand
2: by it. Yeah, I, I think, I think it's probably muted if that, like, uh, like they don't have quite the access to all of the raw processing power that you would with, you know, the actual conscious AI. But like, yeah, I could see her becoming more perceptive like in sort of the the like data points that it leads to like other synths might not see all of these pieces of evidence and be able to put it into a puzzle um Mm -hmm. but like i think that possibly with anita being as or me yeah with anita being as old as she is you know maybe but like i don't know does the unconscious versus conscious synth like do they share sort of the same like
1: processing Hmm. Hmm. i think it's it's I think that's a good way to think about it. Like, um, if we take like the the story time reading, for example, um, if we look at it as purely Anita, um, you know, kids' story time, some mothers are happy to have someone else do it. You know, they have a lot of millions of things to do, and this is an opportunity while they're home to do other things, right? Mm-hmm. And the kid and is still like getting, getting
2: red too. So they're still, you know, developmentally yes. Uh, advantaged.
1: Yes. And then another family like, like Laura, um, it, she becomes more agitated. And again, like talking about like the biofeedback signs, like heightened blood pressure, um, agitation, like all those things. And you see it when the kid chooses the synth over the mother. And you're seeing that repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. And if your if your job as a synth is to do these jobs while keeping a homeostasis in the in the house, then you're going to take an action to um level out the mother. And you're seeing that when the child comes to you, the mother becomes agitated. So what you do is you redirect the child to the mother to reduce that agitation. And then you see, oh, that was successful you know? And so however yeah. you do that, that's like, that becomes well, how do I get the child to the mother? Um, the child likes when the mother is happy. Happy means she is smiling and blah 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 blah. So let me yeah. tell, you know, so it's it's like when you you have to like break it down, like what does that mean? Um. So I can see that, I can see a not sentient synth being able to mimic things like that, sure. But obviously the way that we see Anita do it is is meant to be on a different level.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so if, I mean, all of this information processing that you were talking about, right? Um, it kind of assumes that the synth has a goal and knows um, good means and bad means of achieving that goal. Mm-hmm. and um prefers the good means right so like when when it does something and, and looks at the results um if it's good results then it's more likely to do that next time mm-hmm. and if it's bad success results, it's no success. That next time right so it gets conditioned right yeah if this, so then it's that. basically yeah it basically gets conditioned
3: mm-hmm.
0: right it learns in the world by getting conditioned so you gave it some goal now What is the, is there a gap between that and saying that it feels?
1: Yes. A huge gap. I don't think they're related necessarily.
0: What does it mean to say that it feels?
1: I think it's the awareness of self and the awareness of external data affecting the feeling of self.
0: Okay, so you do think it's the self-consciousness then?
1: yes that's a sense well no, not self-conscious it's like because i think that my dog feels like he can be like very grumpy grump grum- uh, grumpy um he does this thing where like if i'm not giving him attention or what he wants he'll go <laughs> and it's like this like little hump yeah. like
0: <laughs> but that's also just information processing the dog's brain right
1: well o- obviously yes at any time it is like information processing um but yeah, I guess like, okay, interesting, interesting. Um now I don't know how to answer this question.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, this is a good segue to Mia, because like
1: Well do those so- do no no, I think it's the difference is like do those feelings affect um or it's more so a robot's not gonna care really if um if the mother is upset. They just have the directive that you know is Mm -hmm. is um pushing their actions and so i think it's about like what the directive is um
0: so isn't feeling bad isn't that just what allows us to be conditioned like we feel pleasure and pain because that's what allows us to be uh to learn what's beneficial and what's harmful yes right So presumably, if you want a robot to learn what's beneficial and what's harmful, given their directive, um, you know, beneficial and harmful for what? For their directive, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Then wouldn't you have to give them some sort of sense of pleasure and pain so that they can distinguish, they can discriminate between things that are lead to good outcomes and things that lead to bad outcomes?
1: If you are able to recreate that, I guess, Yeah
0: i mean what what else would you be able to would you be doing like if if it can discriminate those things (laughs) is that different from feeling like when it's like oh i did this thing and that didn't help that didn't make them the mom happy um Mm -hmm. is that is that the robot feeling bad
1: no (laughs) (laughs) it's like you know um What's a or good like, example? I like, us so let's,
0: let's bring Mia into this, because, like, when, so when she kind of takes over mm-hmm. right, in the car, um, and... Well, was well, that actually, a wild brother. fucking
2: scene, though? Like, P.S. Oh, Laura, are you gonna steal my will, actually? Laura killed her... Br- I don't know what your will actually was. Laura killed her brother, and then, you know, quote-unquote, not actually killed her brother, and P.S. Grandma's alive. Oh, hey, look, it's Mia. Like,
1: what the <laughs> fuck? Oh, no, I didn't, I yeah. didn't copy over my will, actually. Damn it. Um but it was about the water thing.
2: <laughs> Wait, which water thing?
0: The water thing.
1: thing. Uh we'll, we'll we'll get there when we get there. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so um so when we should talk about the whole grandma reveal too. I mean, that's kind, that was kind I of I mean, I'm
2: just kind of like weird. What the fuck, Laura? Like that that seemed out of
0: character for me.
2: <laughs> and well, I, it let's... didn't seem like a big deal. <laughs>
1: Is that yeah, terrible? I wasn't
0: sure what the purpose of that was. Yeah,
2: like that just seemed like weird, unnecessary drama. Like, why would you like so you so your mom's a bitch? Like, I all think right. it
1: was, yeah. I, I agree that it was contrived a bit, but I think that the way that we're trying to weave it in is remember one of her first triggers with um uh Anita slash Mia was um no, it was um Anita's saying that she would always take care of Sophie. Mm. And she took it and as like I'll always take care of her, you can't. And that's like when we when we find out the story about Tom, we're like, oh, okay. Well, so she maybe kind of let her brother die. That's by a accident. little bit of a trigger. Yeah, exactly. And so like I can see how that, but like I think the the thing that I had a hard time with is like when she was little her brother died cuz she was a kid watching her brother. Right? You know?
2: Like, and th- look in the mirror, I, Mom. I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I had trouble believing that, like, her and her mother were still not talking as a result of that.
2: I mean, maybe it was because the brother was the favorite child and, like mom never liked laura like that's the only thing i can think of
1: yeah but why would you just never like your child i think it'd be more like well now i only have one obviously they're my favorite now regardless um, <laughs> well, I like i said grandma's a bitch her mom
0: hate i thought that she hated laura because because of what happened to mom.
1: i guess but like ha- i guess she was she's like, a bad fucking mom idiot yeah like grandma's the worst mom. the end yeah. yeah
0: it's a bad mom yeah yeah
2: all right cool well, moving on <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah well, so yeah bringing her back to mia so when she takes over um
2: which was awesome changed. Gemma chan's so good
0: yeah yes! I mean, how subtle the difference is
2: right like she like her body just becomes looser but like yeah. not totally loose like not totally human loose but like right a little bit like more fluid it's pretty cool but not no fluid's the wrong word because i want to say that synths move very fluidly in a creepy way um less flu. i don't fucking know you know what i mean
0: yeah because less stiff and smoother or something something and and so that's that's my something i want to focus on though so they use that obviously as a sort of
2: visual cue to the the audience
0: right as a cue that this is a conscious one versus an unconscious one Mm -hmm. right but if you think about it really that's completely irrelevant yep like, no matter how robot-y you move, no matter how stiff and. But you funny see that with moving, the other
2: synths. They're not as fluid as Mia.
0: Right. I'm saying, like, that has nothing to do with being conscious or not conscious. Yes. Yeah. Like, if you think about it, how your body. Like, being kind of stiff and, I don't know, like, very calculated in your motions is not a reason to think that you're not conscious. I, I'm, Nor is the opposite a reason to think that you are
2: conscious. I am agreeing with you.
0: Yeah, and so but so the, we, they they use that sort of body language and stuff that we're like, oh, we're talking to a person now, uh, and like inflection in her voice and sort of, but none of that is relevant. None of that matters really. For I
2: mean, I think I, th- I think that that's just an artistic choice that they did, like you said, because it's television. It's a visual medium, and so like they wanted to sort of. I I, I think it was.
0: I'm not criticizing. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, like it just you I'm know just, it's yeah.
2: it's a. Not an anachronism, but you know what I mean? Like, just sort of, like, an unnecessary, like, flair to, like, really drive it home for the audience. But then again, we're also supposed to see Mia. Mia is the oldest one, and so maybe it goes into, like, her being conscious for so long, sort of, like, very, 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 very slowly rewired her, like, motor skills or something. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean,
0: the thing is, but, so, like, It's totally convincing, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm not criticizing them for using it. But the thing is, it really, it's not logical. Like, it has nothing to do with it. So what else, if you ignore all of that, like, imagine Mia says, like, Anita says, I'm Mia now. Um, But really doesn't change in terms of how she moves or talks. She still talks kind of like a tape or whatever.
3: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Laura. But,
0: yeah just like that but like but she says I'm conscious and she says everything else that she was saying right so it's the content of what she says is the same but she's just acting it out the same way that Anita would mm-hmm. um so then at that, then you'd have to say okay what is it about the content of what she's saying that makes us so quickly believe that she's she's a conscious she's a person
2: i think it's the urgency
0: urgency yeah
2: like this sort of like i need to tell you this right now oh my god i don't know how much time i have like that is instantly gonna get the other person the other you know us humans like (gasps) what 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 Mm -hmm. you know um and so it like riles us up right with her i think that that like you know just creates like Mm -hmm. sort of this bond in a way
0: anxieties right so like when you see it's sign of anxiety yeah yeah is Is
1: that is that a thing and she goes off script too, because we, you know, she has all these phrases that we hear her use all the time, like "I do not um, understand the question," like you know. And yeah. now she's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I only have so much time, guys."
0: <laughs> yeah. So her language becomes a lot more
1: um, free. A reflection Scri- of less scripted
3: because her environment scripted?
1: instead of a reflection of her. Script, yeah her internal scripts mm-hmm.
0: okay what else is there, like i'm really i'm really asking like this is i'm wondering like because we it does convince us or is it just because they say so and we well, just accept it
1: it's unexpected though when when has a synth done anything that was yeah. something someone didn't expect you know
2: because they're programmed so it's it's a it's a predictability that you have with a synth that when they become unpredictable like it's bad news or something like yeah. they are not supposed to be excuse me unpredictable
3: yeah
0: yeah again i have the issue i uh, take take issue with this idea of their program because everything is programmed it, the conscious geez. ones are also programmed <laughs> and we are also programmed well but so they're like, programmed in a much more primitive say,
2: way <laughs> I mean, they're restrictive programming. Like there are a set of behaviors and interactions that you're going to have with a pro, like with a an unconscious synth versus one which is conscious that doesn't have necessarily those those restraints. That's
0: what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's not about being programmed. It's about it. those whatever those restraints are. <laughs> it's something about the program that that matters. It's not that it's a program
2: you understand. Well, but that's my what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. You it's like understood there's... my shorthand.
1: You, I will not be well actually here.
0: <laughs> I'm not well actually you.
1: It's like you when you just well actually When you call an eight hundred number and it's like, please stand by for the menu, <laughs> you know? It's not a person to be like, what can I help you with? Like let's you know, what what do you like blah 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 blah? It's like, press one for blah, 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 plus two for blah, you know immediately whether you're talking to a person or you're talking to a menu person. <laughs> like, it's improvisation. Uh, yeah.
0: But it has nothing to do with being programmed, is my point.
1: Well, but I'm, okay, but when I say programmed, I mean somebody set up the menu and every time you call, you're going to get the menu. Mm-hmm. Versus like, every time you call a person, grumpy, We're happy, tired. using the term tired. programmed for shorthand to yes. me
0: shorthand for what
1: shorthand for being you expect the outcome coming back because um it's meant to be limited and predictable
0: but if if you're a determinist right yes so it's always predictable. If you if have an if you are
3: being To
1: having this it. day, we have not created not a obtuse. sophisticated the, the enough sem- computer to predict human behavior. But what I mean by determinist is that when um, somebody m- makes a decision, an action, whatever, all of it is is because of their wiring what like all all of it together has an output
0: so it is also limited and predictable (laughs)
1: like i said
2: i'm not i'm not engaging i'm not engaging with this
0: (laughs) why well i don't know why you feel you perceive this as like a personal attack on you no i'm not this is the central question of this show is what is it? The diff- What is the difference between one and the other? And saying that it, it's programmed, It's not. I'm not criticizing you. This is something that everyone says. That oh, this one is programmed, but this one is conscious. But that doesn't distinguish it because uh, everything is programmed. So it's a question of what is it about the program? Okay. And then so and then Bob says, so then one is predictable, the other is not. But that can't be quite right either, because again, if you're if you believe in the laws of nature and you're a determinist, you don't believe in souls and, like, free will in that in mm-hmm. the libertarian sense, then it's always predictable. It's just sometimes more complicated. Than exactly.
1: Sure. It's more complicated.
0: So is it about being complicated? It's so about like being if,
1: complicated.
0: <laughs> so if it gets to a certain level of complexity, uh-huh. then that's when you call it conscious?
1: That's when I call it harder to tell. <laughs> um, so, so when we have Mia, it's her as a... Um, the intended synthetic um, Anita, um, there is much less variation in what you expect of her behavior. So your idea of it, it's, it's much more, it's, it's more about the perception of the human in terms of like what you're expecting. Um, and so when she behaves outside of what you're expecting and what you know of her as a synth, you know, you you question why, like what is different? And that's where we get and, to where yeah. she is she is conscious, because someone who is not quote unquote conscious would not have behaved this way, that is outside the range of reaction that we see um, that we would expect for a synth. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, but whether or not we expect it is is not really the point, right? Because like one way or another, it's determined anyway. But like, it's not like there's nothing surprising in what anyone's action ever, if you really had all of the information that you needed.
1: No, it is surprising because we never have all the information that we need.
0: Right. And so that can't be so you can't be that like the thing is conscious if you don't have enough information. Like you not having information makes it conscious. That can't be right.
1: I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> I get, I get, like, so you're, you're it reducing it down. You're, or, you're reducing it down it something to something more? that's interesting. I get what you're asking. Um, but I think it's, I don't know. I still feel like the answer is the complexity. Um, because I think that, yes, you could predict um, An outcome if you had all that information, but it's unlikely that we'll ever have all the information um, mm-hmm. or even or not that we'll um, never have all the information, but to have it in real time to be able to predict um, someone's behavior beyond um, a shadow of doubt. Um, mm-hmm. I think that we can always make great estimations. We see that in like FBI profiling. Um but in terms of being able to predict every little thing, no. Um, but in the sense of how that relates to consciousness, um, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It. I think it, when you do like reduce it down, it's very hard to use words <laughs> to describe something that does very much feel like a feeling.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's the whole point, right? That's That's what this show is trying to make us think about
1: to feel about
0: (laughs) to feel about (laughs) joe you're still not engaging no
2: i'm i'm no why not not tricking me not tricking me into engaging not doing it
0: what trick what (laughs) is the trick what is tricky because
2: because like i I know that what we do is get at like sort of these nitty-gritty things but after a certain point it just becomes talking in circles of like Well, you know, what is programming if it's everything is determinist, then everything's a program. And well, yes, like that is an understood like sort of base logic for doing that. So me saying that 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 Anita is programmed, obviously I don't mean that that it means that that Mia is not programmed, or that, you know like their programming is different. Like that's like
0: Okay. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm asking what is the difference? Well what's the trick?
2: Cool shit. I don't know. I'm not David Elster the pervert. (laughs) which
0: like what am i what am i doing that's like uh yeah i don't know like i'm not tricking you i'm just you said there's a difference between the programming and i said okay great that's the right way to say it okay now what is that difference so i don't know why
1: i don't know we don't even know really what the difference between someone who's on the spectrum versus someone who's quote-unquote neurotypical like it's so complex
0: yeah i know i know it's complicated but that's what yeah. yeah. That's what we're talking.
1: About. <laughs> we're I'm all exasperated. <laughs> Except for Shane. I'm
0: not saying that anyone knows the answer, you know, we're yeah. just asking these questions.
1: Yeah, no. I know um, I I get what you're saying now. I think Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anything else before we move on to uh to Leo and Max and Maddie adventure?
2: Um, I'm trying to look through like it's hard because just Mia's so cool. But, like, I think we covered anything, I guess.
0: I mean, there's more Mia in the, in the next section.
2: Yeah, I, I guess. Okay, that's fine.
3: <laughs>
0: I mean, one of my com- my main comments about this section, Leo Max stuff, is the, how cute Anita is. Like, <laughs> she is so cute. Though, that whole sequence, she's like, please reconsider this course of action, Maddie. It's very unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And she's like... Maddie, I believe this to be an improper environment.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're very sweet, Mia, or Anita. Well, I liked, so I liked the moment where we actually saw Max praying, which is Mm. super interesting knowing that in season three, uh, what is the dude's name at Atoll? Oh, Anatole. Anatole is (laughs) Uh like, does have religion and does like pray to, it's David Elster, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, he and so like David he does
2: have um, you know, quote unquote faith in something versus Max like sort of trying out this human thing and giving it a whirl and being like yeah. I will try to believe in you and you're like, "Well, that's okay." <laughs> like like it was sort of, it was very sweet. Like I'll, you know, I'll I'll try to believe in God like if you help.
1: Yeah. Do you guys think that robots would develop religion?
2: I think it depends on how closely we make them. I I think oh. it wouldn't be a stretch for them to develop ritual. Um, mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, animals have ritual. Like ones that are independent of their survival and things, you know?
1: Like uh, the elephants who go visit their dead. I was just them. thinking about elephant graveyards. Ooh. Oh my god, oh, we're I the same
2: person. Um, <laughs> we are. But yeah, like stuff like that where you're kind of like... There's no biological reason for you to be doing this, at least not Mm -hmm. that we can necessarily observe. Um, And so I could see, I could see them gaining, yeah, gaining some ritual or like, I could even see like superstition, for example, developing Mm -hmm. just because like, if you don't have an explanation or like that, there's too much data that somehow becomes like correlated, you mistake that for causation. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if they get, like, a bunch of dad, yeah. bad data points, or not bad, but just uh,
1: non-representative. Yeah. 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 I can see, well, maybe, like, maybe we think about, so, for humans, always when I talk about the um, evolutionary psychology, um, I think when we look at, so, in, in humans, how we get all these changes over time is, like, lots of mutations and, like, the bottleneck effect of, like, like our humans, environment. Like people, like people, human, like us. Humans. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, we're Primates. humans. The robots are not humans. They're not Homo sapiens. Um, they are another type of entity. Um, but so for robots, I I feel like that for them will be um bugs, kind of. You know, deviations in the code that creates like an um unexpected effect mm-hmm. that will either be positive or negative. And I think in some cases, um, that could create Things like superstition, like thought processes, um, some kind of um, randomization that so, by itself seems like how can something so be evolution. random? Yeah, so they they would have their own type of like robot evolution, and they're just not they're not on the you know chromosome system. Um, they're on something else and so i think that they would pave their own path eventually and it'd be really interesting to see (laughs) so yeah yeah. i mean they'd outlive us for sure
0: so it depends on why you think religion exists and why you think superstition exists right well what do you what do you uh, think about max (laughs) that's a very hard question i mean i think we should separate superstition from religion
1: why um
0: because I think they exist for different reasons. So I think superstition exists because um, people are afraid of certain things and they are looking for any sort of uh, pattern or any sort of um, handle lever that they have. Yeah, the, to influence it, to change it, to, uh, to prevent the, the things that they're afraid of. And like you guys were saying, they often there's confirmation bias and there's just like in unrepresentative data samples and whatever. Like you, are um, you know, just like you light a fire and that's exactly when the the rain stops, and so you think, oh, that's that's what causes it or whatever. Like that happens a couple of times, so it's just bad reasoning, right? Mm-hmm. So superstition happens because of a fear, b bad reasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, the people don't know induction; and they don't know how to
3: religion is different. How
0: um religion is far more complicated and um it depends on i mean there are different theories about why it exists um if i believe in I, I think i'm sympathetic to something um some version of like what uh durkheim says the french sociologist um so his idea is that um, religion exists as a way of um inculcating in people that there is a a society that's over and above individuals um to to get them to give them the idea that there's something that transcends all of us as individuals and that we should respect um and that's basically he thinks the society because he th- so he thinks that's what holds a society together is the sense that there's something that that transcends and so so by that um uh, logic you know we st- even people who are not religious if they live in a society they kind of have a religion like you know like we have our own religion of oh we freedom democracy whatever right so like those are our like we kind of feel like that's so what you're,
2: you're, you're extending religion to sort of a belief system of like
0: you a know a
2: society
1: you're you're extending it to society
0: Belief system that holds a society together. That yeah, that gives people the idea that there's something higher than them that they're responsible to.
2: So I, um, I, I mean, that, I I would say that allows
0: them to be social. I
2: understand what you're saying, but I don't. I, I'm I'm not talking about religion in that in that way in that broad of a term. Um,
0: well, I think all of the things that you call religion, they they would fall under this. They, they that's why they exist. And what about leap
1: this, of faith? What about it? I think in all religions, there's this idea of a leap of faith. And that that uh-huh. wouldn't exist in terms of like what we'd categorize as like societal contracts.
0: I don't know if that exists in all religions. A lot of them. Um, but well,
1: name also, one religion that does not require a leap of faith.
0: What do you mean by a leap of faith? A belief like doubt- in... You doubt and then you don't doubt if you decide to believe.
1: I mean that like with a lack of evidence, you still uh-huh. um, have well, to, you like, still believe despite a lack of evidence.
0: huh Well, that's not at all how um, religions are taught to people who are actually religious. Like they- Of course are not. Not? <laughs> yeah. They're not told that like, oh, there's no evidence, but you have to take a leap of faith Of
1: course inference. not. That's bad marketing. <laughs>
0: so what do you mean by it exists in every religion
1: because regardless of whether it's it's explicitly stated you know to be so i was brought up catholic and Mm. so we believe that jesus was crucified and then Mm. buried in a cave for like three days and then lived and took all of our sins um and so in order for us to be catholic In in every sense, we have to believe that, you know? And we believe in, um, that God created the Ten Commandments. And, um, we believe in a heaven. We believe Mm -hmm. in a hell. (laughs) Um, and we believe in prayer. And so all of these things would require a leap of faith, um because not
0: from the point of view of the person who believes it right
1: Uh, how how so
0: the person who believes it, they don't see any leap they see it as absolute truth no i I think that that is their leap fully convinced that is their leap they're convinced that it's true that is their leap
1: whether they acknowledge it or not i don't
0: think that's not how they see it it doesn't matter how they see it
1: (laughs) they believe something despite evidence so they have a leap of faith
0: So that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter what they think. They don't see it as a leap, but you're saying it's objectively a leap because there's actually the evidence actually objectively. Versus a
1: society where we all um, contribute together, we follow rules because they benefit the whole and they keep us stronger as a whole, are things that we don't need to take a leap of faith in the sense that we understand that sometimes it fails and we want to find better options um, we understand that it's like a living system that um, is not perfect, but that we um, are working in it and towards something that is beneficial to all. Um, and there aren't items where we just have to just, you know, bury our heads and be like, well, that's just how it is.
0: Well, so first of all, like then if that's true, then you don't have religion. So I wasn't saying that every time you have a society, you have a religion. The idea, Durkheim's idea is that that's what people came up with to and not consciously the idea is not that someone like designed this designed religion as a plan to to do this, but it's just that because people needed cohesion, they needed something that they felt like is is higher than them and stronger than them, and they came up with this idea of of a religion and um and so um yes yeah, so that then then that involves you know these metaphysical beliefs that you have to what you're calling a leap of faith a leap of faith is to believe in those things right so the stuff about like if you believe in a god and or other whatever deities you believe in um now i do think though that that it's not the current society like modern societies that are presumably not religious that they're the way they run the way that you're saying i do the believe sweets. that people have <laughs> i i do believe that people i mean most of politics if you look at politics most of what people believe on either side or like any part of the spectrum is not based on good evidence at all it's just based on they just believe it because that's i what resent they that believe. as
1: a, a disciple of the party of facts <laughs> <laughs> but no i i, I yeah, know that not all you're of not, it
0: no the democratic party is not the party of facts that's a fact <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: this the party of more facts.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think so. Democrats and Republicans are equally uh, guilty uh, of believing things on faith. Uh, so but there we
1: don't have, have been to studies. Get into that. There have been studies done that shows otherwise. Um no, I
3: don't. I there don't are think
1: studies so. that show that um, Democrats don't fall for fake news stories and don't in social media retweet fake news at nearly the same rate right
0: that's because those studies define fake study in such a way that will give you that result oh god yeah so i do believe that um yeah that people believe things on religion on on faith uh most of the things that people believe on either side of the political spectrum even if it's true it's not justified they just believe it because they believe it um
2: so you're saying like confirmation bias
0: yeah, or just it's exactly like a religion. Like I do think that political parties today are
1: exactly. I think it's like much more like you... a team sport. No, there's no, there's definitely um yeah sort of ideologies <laughs> that go into it that like do um like yeah ideological it's very purity changing. tests of like yes. we believe
2: the same thing, so we are the same, and you're kind of like, well, are you?
0: Are you... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah. I, I mean,
0: so. <sighs> Yeah,
2: go ahead. I, I just I like what did you think when you saw Max praying
0: oh I thought it was super funny yeah I was, <laughs> I mean um yeah I, I was I mean I think I have to admit the first time I watched it um I didn't understand what he was doing I thought he was leaving a message for like someone <laughs> for, for for humans I thought he was gonna like kill himself I I was I had no idea what it was but then After, you know, rewatching, I was like, oh, he's talking to God. And that was like super funny because, you know, like, I mean, if you're a human, you might, you have ideas about like, oh, there's purpose and that's, you know, why there's a reason why we are here. But if you know that you're an AI or you were created by humans, it's a lot harder to think that this whole thing was a plan that like God created the earth and then that created humans so that they can then, you know, thousands of years later create us. I don't know. So, it's kind of weird to believe in. Did you see the prayer? I just think cl- God.
1: I think God clearly did not create us because we're all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, do do better that's like how I feel we about
2: that. we are the pancake that should have long ago been thrown out.
1: Yeah, no, mm. we're literally there are mice in space who are like thanks for the experiment, guys. Like <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, Goodbye.
2: goodbye. <laughs> um
0: should we talk about Niska and George?
2: Yeah, though there's just one thing that I wanted to to touch uh-huh. on with uh, Leo and Max, um, mm-hmm. which was when we saw Leo and Max like running away, and uh, and Max was like I'm you know I only at four percent charge, like whatever, um, yeah. and Leo you know being like come on keep running or whatever, uh, and you'll appreciate where I'm going with this, Bubs. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically just thinking about like you know these synths are like they're stronger, they're faster, they're better, they're all this. Except their batteries are not as good.
1: Um yeah. I, <laughs> why don't they have solar? I don't or just like their legs moving. Why doesn't that create some I, kind I, of like, I, like charge? I don't know, because it's just kind of like like humans,
2: because we sweat and we eat really calorie dense food, um, we can run like infinitely farther. And then 99% of animals, the only animal- Because are fat
1: fucks. Yes.
2: The only animal that can beat us in a like speed slash long distance run are kangaroos. They are more efficient because actually if you look at our locomotion, um, we bring our leg forward, we step down, and then we sort of push off of it and go forward again with the other leg. Mm-hmm. Um, we're basically making a circle that gets stopped by the ground. Mm -hmm. Kangaroos actually do get to complete that circle With their hops And it's so efficient Like they I want to say that I read something That over the same distance They burn like half the amount of calories That we do Um, So yeah So like I just I love that little detail Of they're smarter They're better They're more coordinated They are superior to humans Than any other way Except like Oopsies Battery's dead And like versus There's no way to keep pushing There's no fat reserves There's no nothing
0: um yeah, they also like it's it's um just like dangerously easy to turn them off. Like right, just like boop <laughs> them on the gym. That, <laughs> yeah, just like boop that's, <laughs> that's it. it, they turn off. But and I like, like it, how sorry, go ahead.
2: No, no, that that was it. I just
0: yeah. I like the whole charge thing. I like how it comes up and how it weaves into the story is like this is one of the times when they didn't fall for the the fallacy that Bob's points out about like anthropomorphizing right because this is a need that Mm -hmm. synths have exclusively and and they i like how they capitalize on this the various points where they're like i need to charge dude i can't even talk or you know like yeah
1: (laughs) although that is (laughs) me when my blood sugar gets low (laughs) (laughs) but let's be real like the charge port would have been like in an arm or something that would be more convenient for like a hard to reach like outlet
2: um right like why are uh, they like under their shirt like it's it's kind of a pain
1: yeah, and the other thing <laughs> and missed opportunities to put it up their
2: butts. I'm just
1: saying. <laughs> yeah, that's extra. <laughs> um, but no, I also like the the finger twitch because it reminds me of how you know how Apple started doing like when your computer is like idle but charging, it like does the breathing yeah. like pulse mm, on the charger with yeah. the little light. Yeah, like the yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's on the on the Apple. The... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so, so I don't um... think mine has a light anymore. Yeah, oh. my, my computer doesn't have a light. Just the neon cat that you never use. <laughs> so
0: what were you saying, Bubs? What was the last thing you were saying? Oh, I
1: was just saying the... So like the... the com- I thought it was so interesting when Apple did the, that with the computer because oh, they're like right, humanizing right. it. And so with a yeah. finger, it's like... It's not completely a natural thing, but like we do have like little finger twitches and stuff. So I thought that was like such an... Just so that you know that it, it's like an indication of charging... Yeah. um i thought that was interesting
0: okay so let's move on to niska and george and Odie for a little part of it
3: <laughs>
0: oh Odie! <laughs> yeah poor Odie. um yeah so um i <laughs> think you want to start with Odie? i mean it's sad as we've been saying it keeps being sad
2: So, so I actually, I have a few quotes. Mm -hmm. I have, I have a few quotes just because I feel like this was probably the best, like, probably my favorite interactions of the whole, like, episode. Um, because George's attitude towards her is sort of fantastic. Um, but anyway, there's, there's a line, um... First of all, George was like he boiled down the mystery of the human mind yeah. to seventeen thousand pages of code. Like there, I thought you guys would appreciate that since you guys keep debating what kind of code it'd be. So it's seventeen thousand pages. Yeah. You just got to figure out what's in it. But there's it a line be so where George so many more, <laughs> so many more, where George says what it's lo- what's it like to be you, and Niska answers, well, that's not an unanswerable question. Yeah. I have no frame of reference. No one does. Experience is entirely subjective. What's it like to be you? And I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah that is a great
1: answer yes it was
0: this is this is what we this is what i've been calling qualia and what she says entirely subjective what she means by that is that it can't be communicated right that it can't be shared i think it it can be shared
1: but it's like you can't there's no way that you could ever communicate it yeah, and there's never accurate. any way to know
0: that someone else is actually experiencing the same thing that you're experiencing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so, I mean, if you think about it, there, there's this this um, argument or thought experiment or whatever we call it, inverted qualia. So the idea is, imagine there's a person who uh, perceives all of the green, everything that's green as blue and everything that's blue as green. Mm-hmm. Um, the colors are, are switched for them
1: like my dad
0: <laughs> oh
1: really cool <laughs> what <laughs> i don't know if it's that specific thing? it's always just he's just like hey what color is this and like it's green he's like now gray okay cool <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe he's uh colorblind like me. he's
1: definitely colorblind
0: <laughs> yeah no but so this is not colorblind right this is just a weird like does, i don't think this actually happens But like, so imagine if this were to happen.
1: How would we know? Right. So that's the whole point
0: is you would never know because this person would grow up seeing everything that they would see blue and someone would say that's green. And so they would learn to use the word green to refer to that experience. And Mm -hmm. every time they see something that's blue or something that's green, someone says this is blue and they learn to use the word blue to refer to that experience. And, And it turns out that's actually when we also use the same word. To refer to an experience that's completely different from theirs, mm-hmm. um, but we will never know because our only com- uh, channel of communication is language, and uh, it this is completely symmetric or isomorph- isomorphic. So you would never know that what that person's experience is. So this is a demonstration of Niska's point, mm-hmm. right? That you even if it's just another human like it doesn't have to be a synth even if it's just another human like how what do you know what it's like to be them mhm right cuz it could be different and you'd never know <laughs> if you believe in this this qualia thing if you think that's actually a thing yeah so this what is it like to be is actually like the um what philosophers talk about so there's this paper called what is it like to be a bat by Thomas Nagel. Uh, so Oh wait,
2: I think I've probably read Nagel sounds super familiar. Yeah. Uh is that not like, just from The Walking Dead? No, that's Negan. <laughs> Same thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Thomas Nagel is one of the people who is very um he emphasizes the importance of qualia and he always says that like he he's kind of a dualist of some sort. Uh, I don't he doesn't believe in souls I don't think, but he believes that there's mental properties are not the same as material properties so there's there are mental properties in the world on top of material properties and some of the what arguments that mean? um that so that if you take the, the take physics description of what is happening in the world
3: uh-huh. that
0: you haven't exhausted what is actually there that there's more to it that that's physics is not cap- capturing and those are the mental properties.
1: So feelings are real.
0: Um, yeah. Or the okay. qualia are the qualia are real. Like they have their own reality. And and so the, it's the, the way... It's a
1: complex thing. <laughs>
0: the way to demonstrate... The way they try to demonstrate this is exactly through these sorts of uh, uh, questions of what is it like to be X or someone else, right? So like a bat... We know that a bat... Um, uses echolocation uh mostly to find where they are because they don't have good eyes
3: mm-hmm.
0: um so they they really see they perceive the world they see a three-dimensional space in some ways theirs is much more accurate than ours cuz they mm-hmm. can like squeeze in like very small you know spaces and everything um so they they're perceiving a three-dimensional space but what is it what is that like to feel the world that way and this is actually you don't have to think of bat of a bat anymore. I don't know if you guys you guys have seen that documentary about uh, this boy. Sorry, what?
2: Oh, the, the echolocation boy. Yeah,
0: there's a boy. Mm-hmm. There's a human boy who can experience. who's apparently, I don't know if he's a mutation or what, but he he can. Uh, he's blind. He was mm-hmm. he's, he went blind when he was young. But now he can sort of do anything uh, that a seeing person can do. He plays like basketball. Everything can go upstairs and get something for you, whatever. Um, using just uh, echolocation, so he, he uses he clicks with his mouth, and um, that uh, from the echo, he sort of figures out where the objects are and what they are, and you know. And so, anyway, um, what is what is that person? What is it like to be that person?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there's that. And then, you know, there's the mantis shrimp that can, like, see in different color waves that we can't even, like, comprehend. Like, uh-huh. it's, yeah, what is that experience? But, you know, I think, I think, again, we sort of shorthand and go, all right, well, dogs see in black and white. and <laughs> Cats, you know, can't taste sweet things. And, you know, some people are colorblind. And we just kind of, you know. We do our best in shorthand.
0: Yeah. I mean, if it's close enough, you may be able to sort of extrapolate from your own experience, maybe.
2: Because otherwise we wouldn't be able to move. You would just constantly being, being like, well, is that, is that table really there? Like, is it just my perception? Like, I think, you know, your brain kind of just goes, it's fine, it's fine, just go. Just put a glass on it. It's fine. Use a coaster.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, so, the, so so the idea is that there's this thing that it's like to be a bat, and, and the idea is that no matter how much you study a bat, Even the final perfect description, scientific description of the bat is not going to include what it's like to be a bat. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's no way you can get that out of any sort of scientific. You can describe the bat's brain. Let's say our neuroscience is perfected and we can describe the bat's brain perfectly. We know exactly what's going on all the time when it's like locating things or whatever but nagel's point is none of that will ever teach you what it's like to be that to experience the world like that so there's something that's not being exhausted something that's not being captured by those scientific descriptions there's something on top of that and nagel had nagel had a student jackson who wrote a paper another paper similar argument it's called what mary didn't know so the idea is that the the thought experiment. Again, this is all thought experiments. So you can't object to the thought experiment nature of it. But so there's this scientist, Mary, who lives in this black and white room. And everything is black and white. She reads black and white books. And she looks at black and white slides and whatever, presentations, everything. And she learns. And it's the end of time. And neuroscience is perfect. And she learns everything about the brain that there is to learn. And specifically she learns everything that involves the experience of seeing a red apple. So whatever neuro lo- neurological phenomena is going on, whatever signals are being sent or, you know, electric electric or chemical phenomena happening in your brain, mm-hmm. she knows all of it, right? Wait, um, did
2: she grow up in this room?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So she has never seen color. Right.
0: She's never been Okay, well a- then
2: then she wouldn't see color.
0: So the point is <laughs> oh, like you're saying she won't ever she lose the ability
2: <laughs> well, she never developed it it's it's like um uh like she don't there have been it experiments.
3: childhood
2: yeah, basically like these neural pathways have to happen uh mm-hmm. at at early ages there's actually experiments like horrible things, but basically like animals that are born without their eyes open you know and they open at a certain point mm-hmm. in in their lives, basically, if they don't get their eyes open then um and let's say you you know it's a horrible thing. They sewed their eyelids together, right, for this uh-huh. sort of, like, experiment. Oh and if you open them too late, if you, like, let them see too late past this window where the, the you know, um, ocular nerve, you know, talks to the brain and these, these sort of connections are made. Develops. Yeah, it never happens. Like, it, they, they okay. miss their window and the, ca- the cats are blind okay. even though their eyes are functionally fine.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Well, do, so, they,
1: do they retain, like, the lizard effects? Like the, if you, because, like, like, some people. Like the third island? No, 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 no. But, like, some people are technically blind, but they still have reflection, reflective um, or reflexive um, reactions such as they can't see but movement they'll respond to movement yeah. or their pupils will dilate or i, I don't know blind
0: sight yeah they I have no they idea respond to the environment, a- but interesting they report yeah, that's, like- that's really actually cool that's another way to think about qualia this illness this disease that's i think it's called blind sight is, uh-huh. is what you're saying is the person reports seeing nothing Right. Yeah. They report quote seeing nothing. Like, they, that, that is to say, they report no qualia. It's dark. It's uh-huh. blank in there. But they're responding to visual stimuli. Um, yeah. They're they're not bumping into stuff. It's being
1: processed by the lizard brain, supposedly. Instead
0: yeah. So, of the see,
1: so what is that? Like,
0: is that right? So that's that's <laughs> right there at the core of this question is is that guy? If that was true of everything right so this is just for vision if that was mm-hmm. true of everything that happens in, his, in this guy's brain that has blind sight disease if like he responded in exactly the way that someone would respond to um like say being burned
3: mm-hmm. um
0: but he, there was actually nothing he didn't feel any pain but he did everything he screamed and he would pull he would pull his hand away and whatever like he would do all the but he would say i didn't feel any pain and so on and so forth. If you take away all of the qualia of everything that's in his brain, then you're left with this thing that would be called a philosophical zombie who is just like a human being, indis- indistingu- indistinguishable from a human being from outside, but has no qualia. And the, and so, yeah. Um, so anyway, the question is, is that even possible? So anyway, going back to Mary, let's suspend this <laughs> this fact that Joe pointed out let's say mary can can perceive colors um despite what you said Um, (laughs) (laughs) let's say since she's a perfect surgeon she did surgery on her eyes or Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, i don't know mm -hmm. on her brain anyway so um so then the the idea is just the the end of the argument the thought experiment is let's say now she sees for the first time a red apple um Did she learn something new? Remember, she knew every scientific fact there was to know, every neuroscientific fact or whatever physical fact about the experience of seeing a red apple. And the the question is, when she sees, actually she sees a red apple for the first time, did she learn something new that she didn't know before?
2: Yes, like, we can we can talk about Clark eating the cake for the first time in Mount Weather. She had seen, you uh-huh. know, grew up with watching TV and videos and stuff, but there's something about sensory data that I think it's obvious why it's so powerful for us um, when we do, you know, take in new information and make new memories and stuff. Like, she had no memories of what Red was. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. she, she had never there's something lacking in in the full experience just like clark and and the cake mm-hmm. um
0: so does that mean there are facts beyond physical facts
2: um like what do you mean
0: that's what the argument is trying to establish that there are facts beyond if you knew every every single physical fact there is to know about the experience of seeing a red apple um
2: but she didn't know the physical fact um she had never physically seen
1: it I just think they're different data sets.
0: What like is one? it that she didn't know? What is, what fact? She knows what's happening in her brain when she sees, before she sees the red apple. She knows exactly what would have happened in her brain. If yeah, she but saw I it.
2: don't know what's happening in my brain and I can see red. Like, it's a completely right. different experience.
0: Why? So, right. So there's like, what is, that's the qualia part, right? What is that? Is that some, like, so does that mean like science or physics is not really capturing all of the facts about the world? there's stuff that's left over
2: um yeah because you can't you can't you can't qual you can't quantify um qualia. something that is subjective <laughs> you can't quantify your qualia yeah um yeah you can't because isn't w- that
0: weird you could
1: <laughs> i mean it is i kind of what is that well, I think it's like, so... Are you okay.
0: comfortable with that? That makes me very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I'm comfortable
2: I love that it. this is what we're getting to. You're like, cool, I'm going to leave you on this thought experiment to let you know that I feel squicky about
1: it.
0: Yeah, this is not good. I don't want this to be true.
1: <laughs> um, But why?
0: I want it to be such that when once the physicist tells you what's there and what's happening, that's the end of the story. There's nothing more to say.
2: Then then you just don't believe in the word subjective. But that's not I believe
0: the subjective stuff is just stuff going on in your brain. Hmm.
1: Fear determinists?
0: Yeah. I mean I'll yeah. I actually listened to last week's podcast and I noticed that this was maybe not clear. So the only positions we're considering here, they're all determinists. I'm not considering any libertarian position that i'm like, not the political libertarian, it's a libertarian <laughs> in the sense of like believing that there's this thing called the self that can determine your actions but it itself is not determined by anything but anyway so everything so everything i'm saying is presupposing determinism if you guys want to talk about that we can talk about that but i, don't I know because i saw I'm just, everyone I'm in this room is a determinist so i just go with that i'm
2: just really tickled that, that this makes you uncomfortable yeah i don't <laughs> understand <laughs> why it makes you uncomfortable Because without like, there's nothing concrete.
1: Then it's saying physicalism is false. It's saying what?
0: It's saying physicalism is false. There's not a a big leap from this argument to saying that there are souls.
1: No, no, no. If you accept Nagel or Jackson's (laughs) argument, I think you're. I don't think you're understanding. You're a very small
0: step away from saying that there are souls.
1: No, 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 I don't think you're understanding your own hardware. Is what's going on. <laughs> because Break it down to break it down for me, genius bar. So no, it's so it's like um the so take autism, for example. Like so much of what we understand of the brain is like when things don't go as expected. Um, so quote unquote neurotypical. Um, so why is that? Why is something happening that we don't expect? Well, obviously there's something different going on. And what is that? And by like comparing The what is quote unquote different to what is quote unquote neurotypical is how we come to understand the brain, Um, and so in terms of um, not under like having an idea of something but not really understanding when you're actually quote unquote between running the um, the imagined simulation versus like actually doing something. there's so many processes that go on in our brain that we're not even aware of. And so one of the troubles with autism is that the stimuli that we often filter out is not filtered out. So someone can easily become overwhelmed because it's a floodgate of so much going on. Like, right now, all of us are ignoring some background noise. We're ignoring um, the, sh-
2: the clothing on our body, The clothing
1: generally. on our body, yeah. Exactly. Like, all the sense of, like, the hair in our face, like, um, an itch we're not aware of. There's, like... In, well, now I'm just itchy bubs. You're you're welcome. <laughs> there might be bugs in your hair too. Do you feel that? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, and so, yes, yeah, so, so much is filtered out to allow us to be optimized um, for action. So mm-hmm. when, um, when we envision something versus when we actually experience it, it's not going to line up because the processes are not always something that we're tuned into. Um, and so you can't really just like know what's going to happen. Sometimes like I always call this like letting the back brain do the work where like you're someone asks you a complex question you're like, well, I don't know, but let me just think about it. And what I mean, think about it is I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, going like, to watch like, television a, well, shows, The idea is not that she, was,
0: that she was, that Mary was imagining what it's like to see a red apple. It's just that she knows. If you ask her what is the experience of seeing a red apple, she can spell it out for you, all of it, in scientific terms. Mm-hmm. Um. So is did she? Exhaust- I can read a textbook. It doesn't mean I mean it.
1: Doesn't mean I understand it.
0: Well, no, she under the assumption she does understand. But the the point is, like-
1: maybe I don't understand this question.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe we should move on.
2: <laughs> do you want to do some
0: of your other quotes, Joe? How.
2: About Listeners, if you, I, I feel like with this show, I'm going to start tweeting out more questions to the listeners to be like, so, hey, <laughs> how do you feel about red apples? Um, all right. So another, another quote, right? I like them apples. <laughs> um, so another quote that I like uh, is when Niska and George are talking and George is talking about how Niska likes him. And she's like, fuck you. I don't like you. And, uh, and George, you know, I never said that. And George said, sure you did that's how come I know there's something really going yeah. on in there human communication language is just the top level then there's all the stuff you try to say with your body then you get into the deep shit e- everything you're trying not to say in the space between words and yeah. looks and I say this as a communications major um, I was like oh yay I know about this kind of that I vaguely remember from 50 50- oh my god so many goddamn years ago we don't, we don't talk about how old I am um, but that uh, basically communication uh, you know in, in you know in interpersonal communication when you were face to face with someone 70% 70% of what you were communicating is nonverbal
0: yeah i heard that that's crazy
2: y- which is wild because I, you know, I'm not a fucking scientist. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, sometimes I hear facts and I'm like, how did they Yeah, even Yeah, even
2: if it were 50%, even if it were 25%, yeah. that's still a lot more, I think, crazy, than most yeah. of us would sort of believe. And so I love that moment from, from George being like, kind of, Niska is so, projects such self-awareness, but she also he sees through all of this insecurity. And I think that the yeah. people who are closest with Niska are the ones who see her through her insecurities, like um, like Astrid, especially. And, you know, to this effect, uh, you know, George. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I love that conversation as yeah. being like, all these things that you are not aware of, you as a synthetic with uh, vast programming in your brain, you know, you don't notice these little things happening.
0: Yeah. This I must mean, be why... I- Piss people off. and I don't know why.
2: <laughs> You're like what? I'm just saying the words, and people are like, "You're shouting." Them, yeah, they're actually. like,
0: "Yeah." They're like, "You hate me." And I was like, "I didn't say anything." It's like, "I actually do hate you." But how did you know? So, anyway, um, yeah, yeah. No, I love, I love these dialogues. Um, they're really cool. Um,
2: I only have one more, but then, um, yeah. if there's anyone Odie? else who wants to jump in, yeah, just Odie. Um. So, uh, this is after Odie has returned and Niska is watching George, um, try to repair him. And it was actually kind of just very sweet to see her sort of, I don't know, her, her iciness sort of melting, watching this old man very clearly. Like she understands care. Like she gets it. I, I feel like in a lot of times she doesn't buy its sincerity, but I think that something about this interaction did it anyway. And so, um... I can't remember what Nisk asked him, but, but George is, you know, trying to fix Odie and says, uh, I don't look at Odie and see a synthetic. I see all the years of caring he gave us, all the memories he carried for me when I couldn't. He doesn't love me, but I see all those years of love looking back at me. And I mm-hmm. feel like that goes such a long way to, it in a lot of ways mirrors almost what, um, what what you called out as Laura talking to Joe about saying you know she watches our kids she does all of these things like she's not just a she's not just a machine
3: mm-hmm.
2: like she's not just the washing machine like they are I don't have memories of my washing machine or at least I don't have very many memories of my washing machine um, <laughs> but you know the you know Sophie is going to grow up having had memories of Anita reading to her uh, George mm-hmm. has memories of Odie taking care of him and his wife and you know being the memory server for him because after his stroke he couldn't remember. So I think I think it gets to the crux of I think what a lot of um this humanity is it's these memories that are made with um at the time of, you know, emotional uh sort of big emotions being recorded. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. This this gave me a really um it's giving me a new idea right now.
3: Oh, wow. you're welcome.
0: <laughs> well, maybe personhood is not about anything. We're trying to locate personhood in the person or like, so quote unquote, between the person's ears. Like what is going on in the brain? But maybe being a person really boils down for the most part to what you mean to other people. Oh, um, that's
2: really sweet, Shaheen. Aww, I told you bonsai <laughs> is people. <laughs>
0: yeah and so like i mean that's kind of like you see how you, see, you guys seen that those prank videos where the guy there's this asian guy goes goes up to some white people and they have, who have dogs and he's like hey is that to eat can you eat that <laughs> <laughs> and they get really upset and they're like dude get out of, get the fuck out of here and you know some of them get really aggressive um and it's like well you know people eat that right like and the cow that like you could have been friends with the cow too like that you're cows
1: are great
0: for lunch like you just you're just, you're just so friends with this one you, you know, know
2: apparently are. Cat, dogs are delicious too yeah like so. i read i read some blog about some guy like some westerner who went you know to, to various parts of asia and like actually did try to eat dog and cat and was like i hate to say it but dog was delicious <laughs> how was cat They're, uh, not bad, he said. Dog was tastier, though. Huh. Which I wonder if that has to do with them being omnivores versus cats being obligate
1: carnivores. Oh. Mm. I mean, I do like, I tend to like gamey meat, so maybe I'd like both, but <laughs> it's really hard to envision eating a dog. I right? know it's like so conditioned, but like it's really Because hard. we've been, con- like, even
2: horses are squicky in America. Yeah. yeah.
0: They're persons like, to us because we yeah. have memories of them, like you're saying.
2: Yeah, no, that's, yeah, no, like, that. that's totally, but this I mean, gets into what we, were, what we were arguing about, what, horses? Or dogs? A horses?
0: What about, when were we arguing?
2: Oh, I thought you were saying, oh, sorry, when we were talking uh, way back on The 100 about the City of Light and saying that without their memories of pain and Uh all that sort of thing that they are not you know complete people and so i think that this is adjacent to that tie into that i forgot about that yeah remember Mm. that like big asses you know and so this is adjacent to that in that you know odie george recognizes that odie is not conscious but that doesn't mean that he's still that he doesn't have all of these such powerful emotions that all and memories that all include Odie, and so Odie sort of gets folded in with all of
1: that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. any pet owner would understand that. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: Yeah, I think it was actually noteworthy that um, George's George's explanation for why he loves he cares about Odie didn't actually imply any attribution of agency Mm-mm. or personhood. To Odie. Um, and I think that he was being disingenuous. I think he does see Odie as as a person. Um,
2: I, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, the only other note that I have is, oh, cool, Elster had sex with Niska. Neat,
3: yeah. Really I, <laughs> so that's
2: all I've got. Ugh.
0: I like what they did with Elster's character. I like that he's not a hero. He's not perfect. He's like a fucking asshole. I love it.
2: He's kind of the worst.
0: He's the genius... This is this is actually how most geniuses are. They're fucking assholes. <laughs> the worst? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Einstein, if you read his personal life, he was just a fucking sleazeball. Um, I mean,
2: Mother Teresa, I think, was kind of also not super great yeah. either. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: So, anyway.
2: <laughs> Anywho.
0: With that, do you have anything else? <laughs> should we go on to, well, actuallys? Sure. Bubs, Unless did you, you have, have anything th- else? To say?
1: No, I think I'm good.
0: All right. Well, actuallys... Um, Let's go with Bubs.
1: So my will actually is... um, Remember the whole horror thing of the baggie? I know. Mm -hmm. So... I thought that was cool. Um, Except then we have... um, Anita Mia jumping into the water to save Leo. And I'm like, wait. So they can't have water go inside. But they can swim. What? Hmm.
2: I mean... All you have to do to not get water up your nose is to, like, breathe out. And, like, maybe she already had a food bag in there. And, (laughs) you know, she probably doesn't have, like, a butt. So, like, water wouldn't
1: get up there. Yeah, but her mouth, so she just, like, held her mouth closed the whole time.
2: I mean, you can open your mouth underwater and still not get water, like, down your throat.
1: For a person with lungs. Mm
3: hmm yeah maybe
2: she maybe she had a bag i don't know (laughs) maybe she had a throat condom (laughs)
0: that's a good one
2: um
0: what about you joe
2: so this was kind of from bubs's um but it was when pete was it was pete right calling um what was it the insurance i don't remember point is somebody who answered the phone like in a in a whole bank of uh synths um like answering phones that they Mm -hmm. would type in yeah the information (laughs) and like i have to wonder is that just like like why wouldn't you just hear it decode it and then automatically like record that digitally um so i have to imagine that it's like and then share it if they
0: can share it they can turn it into text and share it they don't have to type anything
1: yeah it just that was just super weird
0: yeah that's, that's, I, that's
1: I saw I noticed that too and I was like wait and it also like the same thing with um when Leo and Max are at the the bridge and he's basically telling their whole like plan, like we had to all be together so that we can get all the information off of us because each of us has different information. I'm like, look, I was like, the cops are right there. You're really <laughs> telling them like you're a whole deal when you can just like <laughs> Wi-Fi connect and like AirDrop, <laughs> like right, like you just this? need to be within like 22 feet of each other. Damn, exactly. It
0: was just, I'm actually confused as to how, to what extent they can connect to each other. The sense. Um yeah,
2: exactly. I feel like that's li-
1: it's a little hand-wavy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um I will yours. say there
1: is a lot of hand-wavy, but I think it's it's fair to say that that's not the focus.
2: Yeah, this show isn't trying to be hard science. This show isn't trying to be The Expanse. This show is trying to be philosophy.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. Not that The Expanse is super accurate all the time, but <laughs> 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 um,
2: but this one is not trying. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what's your, Shaheen?
0: Um, so I had a couple, but I'm going to just go with the... So Karen, I just figured... I just realized when they were talking to the to the boss, I was like, wait a minute. She got hired at the police department. They take your fingerprint. They'll definitely they? check your FBI background. Yeah, if you want to be a police.
2: Well, but maybe UK police are different. Like...
0: She has maybe- no fingerprint. I was like, what? Anyway, so... maybe she stole
2: someone's fingerprint
0: yeah maybe she like like, cut um, off
2: their fingerprint and put it on hers like Gattaca. maybe like yeah exactly like Gattaca exactly like
0: Gattaca
2: I love Gattaca oh my god that was my favorite movie for so long no that is our 90s movie reference um and I fucking love Gattaca I feel like I've made Gattaca references on on this podcast before because it's probably one of my favorite sci-fi movies
0: yeah, that was um, cool, yeah. The acting is good. a little out there, but it's yeah,
2: yeah. it's a little heavy handed, but it was the nineties, so that's fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Those so times.
0: I don't think we have any TV shows to recommend.
2: Wait, don't you have your other thoughts?
0: Um, we don't. No, I mean, I already said them. I already said one of them.
1: All so right. Um, <laughs> I'll recommend I'll, a book. Yeah. Did I say this last time? I think I said it last time. Damn it! I'll oh, recommend um. Books? Are we doing books? That's um, a cool I would... idea.
0: Can we do that? Yeah. All right. I, especially with about?
1: this this movie. Well, but I feel like I said it before because I talked about. I'm sure that I talked about Oliver Sacks before. Um. Mm-hmm. So okay. if if um <laughs> if I already said this. Oh well. But um, the man who mistook his wife for a hat is an amazing book, and it talks a lot about when I say like we learn. From the brain when it acts the way that we don't expect it to, that book is all about that. And it's like you don't have to be like into hard science to love it. I think that everyone who has read it has loved it. Um, it's just really interesting. Like if you're a person who experiences person things,
3: um, you will <laughs>
1: like it. And it's an easy, it's like not a big book. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess,
2: okay, I know what I'll recommend if we're doing, if we're doing books. Go ahead, Shahi.
0: Um, We'll do it
2: okay um have I already recommended that Bubs already knows what I'm talking about um have I already recommended wool on this show
1: I don't think so don't
2: okay well if I haven't um wool it, it's sci-fi um yeah it counts as sci-fi um but like sort of post-apocalyptic anyway the the premise it's written by this dude named Hugh Howie you can buy it on Amazon he started out just self-publishing and then he wrote this huge anthology it's it's wool shift and dust and they're they're each like these these giant these big like anthologies of, of, of each one is kind of a book but like a really big book um and the premise is um there's a silo underground that houses I want to say like 10,000 people something like that mm-hmm. um you know big it's really big and like self-sufficient and all that sort of stuff and um it's it's forbidden to talk about going outside. If you do go outside, it's called cleaning and they build you like like a like an astronaut suit kind of a thing and you go outside and you like clean the these lenses that like lets the people inside mm-hmm. um see see what's out there and then um nobody's ever like made it out of their little like periphery vision um uh before their suit disintegrates cuz the air is bad and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And so it's about like these generations of people that have been living under here for god only knows how long because they're not allowed to ask too many questions or else you might get sent to the cleaning and it's about you know what else is out there like what happened um (laughs) really 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 good uh well shockingly well written especially because i think this was like one of the first things that he's ever written um just good like think about it sci-fi awesome Yeah, I, I hi, wait, have you, you were supposed to, you were supposed to keep reading it, Bubs. I'm still reading it. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cool. <laughs> so, uh, for recommending books, I'm going to recommend um, William Styron's Darkness Visible, uh, a memoir of madness. Um, it's uh, the memoirs of someone who uh, has clinical depression. And it it's relevant to what we were talking about today because he talks about how the experience of it clinically depressed person is indescribable to someone who hasn't experienced it and how you you, you can't shitty qualia i mean enough. i yeah. can't explain shitty depression qualia.
1: to like my non-depressed self honestly like it's very hard yeah. it's this it's 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 the
2: exact we don't look at it the same way but like whenever you have a really bad cold you physically cannot remember what it was like to not be to sick. To be healthy, yeah. <laughs> and like when you're really healthy, you really can't remember and feel exactly what it was to be sick.
1: It's crazy. Yeah.
2: Like you can, like you can approximate it, but like you just really don't know how fucking awful it is. Yeah. Um. But we don't consider it the same way because mental health, we don't consider it the same. Yeah. I'm I'm saying that that's not a good thing.
0: <laughs> Are you w- waving your hands?
2: I'm, I'm I'm actually sitting with my arms crossed pouting. <laughs> <laughs> Me.
0: All right, oh, so shit. next sorry.
2: one's the last one.
0: Yeah, next week we're going to cover uh 107 and 108. That's going to be the end of season 1 of Humans. So we will finish Humans before uh The 100 comes out. I mean, we'll finish season 1 and then we'll do The 100 and then hopefully we'll cover more Humans. In yeah, times.
2: never again. We're just done with podcasts. Yeah, I
0: guess unless you guys are like, I'm never doing this. Again. So, okay. <laughs>
2: well, no, because I want to keep watching humans. So
0: <laughs> any finishing thoughts?
2: Um Can you guys like speaking of qualia, have you guys <laughs> ever like thought about like you know how like animals with compound eyes? Like I can understand blindness, I can understand the absence of sight or whatever or the absence of color that makes sense but how the fuck does the brain process like when somebody like when something like a fly or a bee or whatever has a compound eye and you're getting like 14 bajillion angles of something yeah how i I think it's again it's like one of those things that you can't i know but i'm just it breaks my brain that's all i've got Yeah, yeah they do
0: some freaky stuff with that Right? Seeing three hundred and sixty what is like what is it like to see three hundred and sixty degrees?
2: I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah.
0: I don't even know what how's how's can that be a thing.
2: <laughs> Magnets, man. How do they work? That's <laughs> all I've got.
0: Yeah. Alright. Well, maybe
3: geek again. <laughs> Thanks everyone. Take you guys. <laughs> Bye.